Welcome into Sunny Lane Field. It's our first spring sports broadcast here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We got high school baseball in the PCN this afternoon. From Sunny Lane Field, it's the hometown Mama Crowsville Titans taking on the Abington Avon Tornadoes in a battle of first-year head coaches for both programs. Jordan Ball taking over Mama Crowsville from longtime coach Jim Cole. A recent graduate of Mama College had a, fan, had a fantastic uh, college baseball season. Going to try to turn that into a... Uh, a good coaching career as well, Jordan Ball. For the A-Town Tornadoes, no stranger to any tornado coaching uh, or any tornado sports. Head coach Brent Dugan in his first season with the A-Town Tornadoes. Been in the A-Town dugout for the last several years uh, with uh, actually numerous head coaches through the years with A-Town. Now he's got the chance to uh, put his stamp on the program. I'm Sean Pimple alongside Mr. Scott Weber. How you doing, Coach? Sean, I'm great. How are you? Good. Did you get, uh, did you get all relaxed after that uh, good, stressful basketball season? You know, are you ready to get back into some spring sports? Well, I'd like to say yeah, but then every day I'm looking at something different to, to do to help us get better next year. But uh, as much as I love being in, in a gym growing up on a baseball field, especially when it's warm out, we're not sitting outside freezing because I know how much we both hate the cold weather. Uh, looking forward to a great day of baseball. Uh, speaking of those strangers in the dugout, you've been in that Titan third base dugout uh, for the last several seasons yourself. You get to relax and watch high school baseball now. Yeah, it's sort of nice to sit up there and question what they do like they did us, right? You don't have to make any decisions tonight. And uh, you get blamed for anything that goes wrong, and I'll take credit for anything that goes right. So it's Life's getting better. Yeah, there you go. See, it's much easier to coach from up here than it is down there in that dugout. We've got time. We can look at stuff. We can discuss stuff. Man, it would be nice to be doing some dugout, wouldn't it? I've never once made a wrong decision from up here. <laughs> never. All of my calls have been right. All of my uh, decisions have been great. Uh, Mama Rose will come off a 7-10 season last spring and kind of a short and just a, just a crazy season overall. Uh, you never knew when you were going to get on the field, and then they got extended into the summer a little bit, although you did get a bunch of ball games in for the most part, uh, starting a little later, so the weather was uh, much better. Uh, maybe something in the future, maybe the IHSA can look at, push it into the, to the uh, summer months a little bit, seem to work out okay. So 17 games for Monmouth Roseville, 7 and 10. Eight had only 12 games in, 6 and 6. I think they did have some, some problems with Mother Nature, and I think they might have had a, actually a COVID issue as well that shut them down for a little bit. But they did make a regional championship, losing to a very good ball club in the United Red Storm. So 6 and 6 in a regional championship appearance. Both teams got some pieces coming back. Yeah, lots of returning starters for both teams. You know, I talked to Coach Dugan a little bit. Uh, you know, he's, he's really high on his pitching staff. They've got some quality starters coming back, uh, lots of position players coming back, and as I know, Coach Ball has some nice players coming back too. And, you know, you mentioned last year of getting into June a little bit. It, you've spent many of spring in a cold dugout too with games canceled trying to reschedule. I mean, they've already lost some this year, so. I'd like to see him maybe move that back permanently and get later in the year, maybe get more games in without having cancellations and losing games at the end of the year because you got to make up conference games. But uh, lots of returning players, so I expect a pretty good ball game, ball game today. Yeah, I, I used to be against that hole. I didn't want to push it. I liked it where it was. I was totally against that for so long. But after this kind of experimental season uh, last spring, I'm starting to get on board with it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably better as far as getting games in probably messes up some summer league schedules, but at the end of the day, I think the HSA could could help themselves out by moving it back a week or two. I totally agree. I got a chance to talk to both head coaches here on the uh, pregame show, uh, head coach Brent Dugan and also head coach Jordan Ball with the Mama Throws of Titans. We'll come back with those interviews in uh, 30 seconds. You're listening to two uh, Mama Throws of Titans. Here's some high school baseball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We'll be back. 
Welcome back to WREM pregame show. Joining me here on the pregame show, I got new head coach, but not a stranger to the A Town dugout, Mr. Brett Dugan. Coach, first of all, congratulations on uh, getting the head coaching job at Abbey Canaveral High School. And uh, how you been, man? Doing well, thank you. Uh, been a little bit of time here as past the basketball season, but nice to see you today. You get some break. You get a little break during the basketball season, or does that just not happen? That just doesn't happen. I mean, it's off with one sport onto the other, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, we started some baseball stuff too. We got going basketball, and, and you know, tidy up the uniforms, got them all packed away for basketball, and opened up the baseball uniforms, got them out. Yeah, getting no strange to the A-Town dugout. You've been you've been in that dugout for a little while now, kind of in and out of the dugout actually for for a little while now, and get a chance to, to head up the program. Just uh, kind of your thoughts on that. Well, I've been around these guys for a long time, especially the seniors, because they're a year behind uh, my twins, and even prior to that, uh, Tyler, who is four years older than the twins, he had a group of guys that we we were I was around quite a bit, and just followed them all through the high school school ranks. And as you mentioned, I was at Pacific Coast for a long time, and had a one-year uh, hiatus where I was at uh, Monmouth College in 2018, which I helped coach the turning out. But other than that, I've been in the A-Town dugout for about 10 years, 10 years now. What's the makeup of the ball club? What's the numbers like? Uh, we look good as far as the seniors and returning starters. Uh, we do have one guy that's going to be out because of an ACL. Uh, he's trying his darn to get out there on the field, but I just don't think it's going to happen for him, unfortunately. But Tricky James had an a ACL injury in football. In fact, he did, had it in week nine or eight or something like that. And he played, he played with it, believe it or not. I thought that could be no shocker there. Yeah, no shocker there. Um, but yeah, we'll be really strong, especially with pitching this year. At least I look forward to seeing our pitching staff develop into even stronger than what it was last year. And I thought it was pretty darn good last year. Hey, yeah, I had uh, I made it to the regional championship last year, and a good nucleus of returners back. Lost a few kids, but you got, got a good chunk of good chunk of offense coming back. Yeah, we do. I mean, we we're going to miss. Uh, the Dugan Twins and, and Caden Jones, yes, we will, but we have other guys that can step into those footprints and look forward to them doing so. And, and I, I hope to make some contact this year and, and you know, put the ball in play, put pressure on the defense, and hopefully establish a little bit of a running game. Yeah, I know. I know. A towns—they've had some pop in, in years past. There's some guys that can that can hit them them power alleys pretty regularly. Is it the same kind of thing, or got a little more of a mixture? What's it look like? What you see so far? I think it's going to be a mixture. Obviously, with just one game in, it's just to, to see uh, what's going to go on as far as the pop goes and how many balls go off the fence versus over the fence. But uh, as long as we hit the ball hard and put the ball in play, I'll be somewhat content with that. And, you know, coaches are never all the way content, but I'll be somewhat content with just put the ball in play and and move some guys to do those kind of things. Yes, we've had this conversation about coaches ever being happy before, so we'll we'll just let that uh, let that lie. Uh, pitching staff, you got a deep staff this year? Yeah, we do. We have our, our top three from last year um, with Stone King, uh, Parker Dars, and then you have uh, Leighton Damewood, and then you also have uh, a sophomore. Top. Saw a little bit of time as a freshman last year, who's been throwing the ball real well as far as the preseason goes. So, looking forward to those four guys being the go-to guys who get the ball day in, day out, or game in, game out, I should say. And then the rest of the guys, we're going to see some other relief guys that maybe haven't seen some varsity experience, but hopefully they can do the job and see how they can do throughout the year. Who's getting it tonight? Uh, Parker Stonking is going to start for us. Uh, he's going to be on a pitch count just because it's early in the season. And we got a double hitter on Saturday that I want him to be ready for. So he's going to see probably six to seven five pitches. And then we're going to go to Parker Darce. He's going to be behind the plate start now, but he'll come in and release at some point in time. All right, Coach. Good luck. We'll get him. All right. Thank you. Appreciate the support. Head Coach Brett Dugan with the Eight Town Tornadoes. We'll be back here on the pregame show.
Welcome back to the WRM pregame show here for High School Baseball, our first broadcast on the PCSN for this spring. I'm Sean Temple, alongside new head coach of the Mama Throwsville Titans, Mr. Jordan Ball. Coach, how you doing, my man? Good, how are you? Good. Finally got a chance to get on the field and play some games, huh? Finally able to get outside. It's a beautiful day on this Monday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you figure. You figure, you figure the first week is a washout, but there's a lot of good teams that got a chance to play. It rained on the days we wanted to play. Yes, just on the days we wanted to play, but I am so very thankful that we were able to get outside at least that first week. First year with the program, you got a chance to be around the kids a little bit towards the end of last year once your college season got done. Tell the folks a little about yourself. Uh, well, I played four years at the college here in Monmouth. Uh, had a pretty successful uh, career, I think. Uh, I'm just excited to stick around and see what I can do for the community. How much did you get a chance to get around the kids at the end of the year? I see the ballpark there, I think, about regional time, maybe a little bit before. Yeah, I was able to come a couple times during season with my buddies. Um, and then uh, the last two games, I believe, in that regional game against Orion, I was able to be in the dugout and be with the guys. Let's talk about this year's ball club now. What's, what's the numbers? What's the makeup? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you see? Uh, we have a really, really strong junior class and sophomore class. Uh, we around 18 guys, a couple of those who split time with JV. Um, we brought back one senior, Derek Chandler. And pretty much the rest of our team is back, so I'm very, very uh, hopeful for this year. I knew I was talking to you last uh, Wednesday morning on the morning show when we were talking about the ball club. You said you had one senior coming back. And, you know, I get mixed up with football and basketball in between baseball seasons. But I did some game prep today. You, you're young. But, man, there's a lot of guys that got a lot of playing time last year. Oh, yeah, a lot of freshmen were able to get a lot of playing time last year. And then a lot, pretty much the whole, all the juniors had, a, had innings last year, regardless if it was pitching or playing in the field. Kind of a short season. They didn't have a season back in 2020. Should have some fresh arms, I would think, going into the go. Everybody should have some fresh arms going into this spring. Yeah, everyone's healthy. Everyone's ready to go. Uh, no, nothing, no problems so far, and everyone's just ready to get at it. What have you seen out of practice? You're going to be kind of a station to station. You got a little pop in the lineup. What, what have you seen? We have a lot of guys who are athletic, so they kind of bring a five-four tool package to themselves. So we're going to be aggressive. Uh, the home runs will come with some guys. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to make the other team make plays. And, again, doing some game prep, it wasn't a whole lot of power out of this lineup last year. They put some runs on the board, and that's what you're going to have to do, manufacture. I'm an old-school baseball guy. I'm going to enjoy this ball club. Yeah, I, I love small ball, too. That's that's what got me in the lineup over at Monmouth College, so that kind of that kind of brings true to what, how I'm going to coach. Now, you got a little pop in the back your senior season. Now, let's don't say, uh, let's don't say too much here. Yes, I will say I did hit two homers against uh, Knox, but the reason I was able to get in the lineup is because I could lay a bunt down. Exactly, and, and I love fundamentals, and, and that's that's kind of the that's kind of a thing that's even all baseball from the high school level on up is kind of that small ball station to station, getting the bunt down. Uh, how much how much practice time have you had a chance to get that done? Oh, uh, we did. We were able to spend one practice laying down bunts off a machine, so. I think a lot of guys, it was new to them, so they're they're going to be uncomfortable doing it, but the more reps we have with bunting, I, I, I think I think we'll be able to manufacture some some runs uh, via the bunt. Let's talk about the pitching staff a little bit. You've been around the game uh, a long time. I've been around the game a long time. It all starts on that little bump in the middle of the diamond. What's the staff look like? Staff looks pretty pretty solid. Uh, we got, we got, yeah, we're deep. We got um, uh, four juniors who are ready to come and throw, and then we have a uh, Derek, our lone senior, who's going to be huge for this ball club. And we have a bunch of sophomore arms who kind of surprised in the uh, preseason. Who's going on the ball today? 
Uh, Creighton Johnson's going to the bump today. Sitting around uh, mid-80s to see if he can uh, throw a strike. That's all I wanted to do. That's the whole thing, especially early in the season, is just getting in a rhythm and finding that zone. Um, your pitching philosophy. What's your, what, as a coach, what's your pitching philosophy? Everybody's got one. Uh, be aggressive. Uh, throw, throw strikes. Fastballs. Uh, don't show the off speed until you have to. I like it. Coach, good luck. I'm, I'm, in, I'm looking forward to seeing the ball come play this season and, and uh, for many years down the road. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you so much. Head Coach Jordan Ball with the Mama Throws Little Titans. We'll be back here on the pregame show. Your national anthem brought to you by Security Savings Bank. As we uh, finish up the Kellogg Printing pregame show here, we'll get to our Mama's McDonald's starting lineups for head coaches. Uh, for the first time as head coaches, handing the uh, lineup cards to the home plate and uh, base umpire. Your home plate umpire tonight, Riley Whitsitt, on the bases, Dave Halsell. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get ready to get started here. But how about your starting defense for the Mama Throwsville Tights in the outfield from left to right? Left fielder, number seven, Charlie Pullen. In center field, number 20, Leo Mahoney. And in right field, number 12, Derek Chandler. I've enjoyed watching Derek play football, play basketball here for Mama Throwsville. He's going to finish up his senior season here on the baseball diamond. On the infield, third baseman, we've got Silas Braun at shortstop. It's Tyler Jones, second base. Ty Casaro, first base, Justin Brooks behind the plate for Mama Prosville. And leading off, you don't see those catchers lead off very much. Zach Almagar and on the mound, C.J. Johnson for uh, Mama Prosville. Your batting order for the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes for first-year head coach Brent Dugan. Leading off, second baseman, Micah Rodifer. Catching number, uh, or batting second, catcher number uh, one, Parker Dars. Batting third, Kellen Hook, the shortstop. Cleaning up your pitcher, Parker Stone King. Batting fifth, late Damon. He's going to play center field for uh, Coach Dugan today. First baseman, Ben Brady's in the sixth hole. Third baseman, Tanner Clockengay. Batting seventh. Batting eighth, your right fielder, Dawson Fenton. Batting ninth, left fielder, Clay Slagle. Opening day jitters, I'm Sean Temple alongside uh, Scott Weber. Let's get some baseball started here. Finally, after four games got canceled for Mama Roosevelt last week. And that goes back to our conversation earlier. You know, it starts so early. You know, weather always comes into play. You know, there's a lot of times, and I'm sure when you were in the dugout too, you'd play a game or two, and then all of a sudden you'd have a 10-day weather delay because <laughs> of snow or rain and stuff. So, but... Uh, Good day to open up. It's uh, warm, a little windy, but uh, we've been out here for a lot colder, so great day for baseball. The only thing a long, a long break in baseball is good for is getting your pitching arms rest. That's about the only thing it's good for in baseball. Right, and if, you're, if you've got a deep pitching staff, you don't want that because then that means that you get somebody else's you know, bottom starter or somebody that doesn't throw a lot just to get an inning or two in. So uh, it can work both ways. That is, uh, that's, that's actually a great point. Having uh, Avon will uh, lead off with Mika Rodifer getting his warm-up tosses in is your uh, starting pitcher for the home opener and also the season opener for Monmouth Roseville. C.J. Johnson will take a look at the C.J.'s, top stat, CJ's stats from last year. Uh, got into six ball games, started two of them, 13 innings pitch for C.J., Let's see, let's get the strikeout-to-walk ratio. That's what I like to check out. Uh, 21 walks for C.J. and 16 strikeouts. That's got to get a little better here at the varsity level. Yeah, and if he can get around the zone a little bit more, it's going to make all his pitches a little bit more effective. So I think key today is just pound the strike zone. You know, it's early hitters. Got to be a little bit behind uh, just by not seeing live pitching outdoors. So it's going to be important that he gets a lot of strikes ahead in the count. A-Town does have a game under their belt. They beat Farmington last week 5-1. to one. I believe that was on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night, they beat the Farmington Farmers 5-1. to one. So they do have a game under their belt. Granted, it was uh, four days ago. So we'll see uh, see if they can carry over a little bit of that offense into today. 
Uh, young lineup here for Mama's Rose. Well, again, you've been around the program, so you've seen these kids, and they're so young. Even you, we were both looking at the rosters. You were like, I don't even really recognize any of these kids anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, they, they had a very, very successful season when they were a lot younger. And mm-hmm. so just more experience and just time on a ball field together is going to be key for these guys. Zach Allenar's throw down the second means we are getting ready for baseball here. First pitch for Mama's Rose for the 2022 season. Again, having the on coming in at 1-0. Mika Rodefer, second baseman, is going to dig in for having the name on Rodefer last year. Had it, I don't know, had a nice average of 545. Got in uh, got in all 12 ball games. First pitch from C.J. Johnson is over for a strike. We are underway. There yeah. you go. Already, there you already go. a thousand for sound. There you go. Good start for him. 0-1 to Rodefer. Johnson gets his sign for Almagar. That's into the plate, swung on a miss by Rodifer. 0-2 in the count already. A little bit of heat behind that one. Yeah, it looks like he's got good velocity, and, you know, like Coach Paul said earlier, let's just keep throwing until they hit it, and then we'll work on off-speed stuff. Accepts the sign from all of our 0-2 pitch to Rodifer on the way. Fouled off for Rodifer. It's like you got like a flat hitter stance in there. Like he's moving toward the first on the swing. I think that's a little bit of a defensive swing <laughs> there, but uh, able to fight it off, and that that's key for a batter, you know, get – Get rid of the pitcher's pitch and hit yours. As a leadoff guy, you're trying to give the whole dugout a look at the pitcher here with your first at-bat. 0-2 pitch from Johnson. Sets the deal. Curveball up and away. Didn't get much break on that one. Good waste pitch, though. One and, one and, uh, one and two to count and on Rodifer. Just don't want to see that 0-2 pitch right down the middle. Let somebody get a base hit on an 0-2 pitch. 1-2 pitch from Johnson on the way. Swung on a miss. Strikeout of Rodifer, first out of the ball game, first out of the season for Mama Roseville. Goes via strikeout to Rodifer, digging in your catcher. Parker Darst had a uh, hit 300 last year for the Avenue Avon Tornadoes, who were six and six. Well, I, get, I want to talk to you. I love having coaches uh, sit beside me during broadcast to get their take on things. First pitch from Johnson is over. Right? Careful what you ask for, though. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I mean, how much does wasting pitches with a pitch count in high school now come into play on 0-2, 1-2? I mean, how, how, how much do you want to waste pitches when there's a pitch count now? I, I think you pick your spots, to be honest with you. You know, if you've got, you know, your two, three, four, five hitters up there that are probably your better hitters, you're more willing to waste the pitch where if you get down to seven, eight, nine, maybe not be as, maybe not be as worried about it. See what you can do about saving a few pitches. That just gives you more pitches to waste. Popped up to right field on a 1-1 pitch to Darst. The under it is Derek Chandler. Makes the catch two away. For the Tornadoes here, top of the first inning. Yeah, with the way the wind's blowing, you don't want to take anything for granted today, but you like your chances with Derek out there. Great athlete, and uh, you know he's going to track anything down. Three hitters, your shortstop for having the name on. Kellen Hook, looking at Hook's stats last year, 433. He was tops on the ball club, well, besides Rodifer. This Rodifer was at 545, maybe a fewer led that batch for Rodifer, but pretty good hitter. So first pitch gets away from Almagar, back to the screen, ball one. Yeah, you brought up a great point with pitch count because, you know, everybody should be aware of it, but by the number of pitches and the number of days you've got to sit out, and um, it's key, especially early in the year, you're going to be on a pitch count anyway, but you still want to be able to be efficient on the mound. 1-0 pitch on the way to hooks. Swung on, ground ball between, oh, boy. Just a bad hop. It was headed right towards the second baseman. 
Juan Pablo throws or hit that lift and uh, bounced over the second baseman's head for Pablo Rosehill. <laughs> that was Ty Casaro. Looked like he was maybe going to get a beat on it. It was hit pretty good. He probably would have had to make a really tough play on it, but as it goes, it's going to be a base hit, bad hop base hit for Helen Hook. The way it bounced, he didn't have a chance. <laughs> no. no, that was going to be tough to get you in. That was a pretty good shot. So now we're running on with two away. And the pitch taken for a strike on Parker Stone King. Sort of odd to see a number four there squared out. Yeah, I didn't. He pushed a bunt down the third baseline with two outs, but he sure did. I'm not wondering if there was a missed steal sign there. Maybe because you don't want to kind of fake bunt, get guys moving around, maybe steal. I don't know, maybe if, if Hook maybe missed the sign. Oh, one pitch to Stone King, runner not going, and misses away on the left-handed hitting Stone King. One and one, that evens it up with two away. See how aggressive Coach Dugan is here. How aggressive do you get here with a pretty pretty good power at the plate with Parker Stone King early in a ball game? You know, with two outs, I'm not sure you get real aggressive right here, but uh, let him hit, see what he can do. 2-1. But knowing Coach Dugan the way that you and I do, it would not surprise me at all to see him take off. <laughs> <laughs> Head Coach Gary Cameron, who I've, uh, I've uh, coached against many times in the summer with having the Legion program at first base for Coach Dugan. Coach Cameron does a pretty good job. He's already on his dugout, not yelling about the uh, pickoff down at first. He's already getting on his dugout. <laughs> everybody thinks you're just in the dugout, you're not in the game. It's important, you know, that they help everybody out, you know, let base runners know what's going on and everything else. So I, I sort of like that, you know. Good pitch by uh, C.J. Johnson gets Stone King fishing. So 2-2 two, two is the count. Up and away just misses, fills the count up. So Hook will be in motion here. 3-2, two, two away. On deck is Ben Brady. You know, or, excuse me, Clayton Damon. You know, here again, what we talked about. Let's just, just attack the zone. Wind's blowing in. It's going to take a rocket to get them out of here. And strike call. That's a good pitch right on the uh, inside corner, maybe just above the deal. But that's a good pitch from C.J. Johnson. Yeah, great pitch. Good start for him. We talked about the importance of getting a hand throwing strikes, you know, two strikeouts. Uh, no walks in that inning, so that's a great start for him. Yeah, I've only got uh, I've got on my sheet uh, just six balls through four batters for T.J. Johnson. No runs, one hit. There were no errors, and no or one runner left on base after half an inning here at Sunnyland Field. It's Mama Roseville zero. Having an name on zero. We'll be back in thirty seconds. Welcome back to Sunny Lane Fields. We get ready for the bottom of the first inning here between Monmouth Roseville and the having the name on Tornadoes. Four batters sent to the plate for the Tornadoes in the top half. No runs. Yet I uh, got a runner on base from Kellen Hook. Defensively, this is how the Tornadoes looked this afternoon here at Sunny Lane Field. In right field, uh, Dawson Fenton. In center field, Lake Damewood. In the left field, Clay Slagle. Third to first, third base from Tanner Clock and Gay. Shortstop, Kellen Hook. Second base from Mika Rodeford. First baseman, Ben Brady. Behind the plate is Parker Darst, and on the pitching mound is Parker Stone King, who uh, you and I talked uh, uh, during the break there. Stone King got game one start against Farmington last week. Yeah, you know, pretty efficient. You know, we talked about the importance of throwing strikes. Group four innings only had 65 pitches, so, you know, it's not like he was, you know, getting tons of them, but it, you know, supposedly Coach Dugan's um, number one, and Go getting him some more curvy, but it's going to be on a pitch count as he talked about. But uh, left-handed pitcher, you know, ball's going to be tailing away, so hopefully our batters can make, make some adjustments. 
Stone King last season led the Tornadoes in innings pitch with just a little over 30 innings in the 12 games that they played. Did get four starts, went two and two. 251 ERA, that's not bad at the high school level for, for the big left-hander. No, really good. Hitting all four on the throws, those your catcher, Zach Omegar, will be followed by C.J. Johnson and Justin Brooks. That's your first three batters for Monmouth Roseville. And then your cleanup hitter, Silas Ball, and batting fifth, Leo Mahoney. Batting sixth, Ty Casaro. Batting seventh, Tyler Jones. Batting eighth, Charlie Poland. And batting ninth, Derek Chandler. Second pitch to Omegar is a cold strike. So one and one to Zach. Looking at Zach's stats last year, got, uh, got a few at-bats, hit 200. 22 plate appearances in 17 games for Mama Roseville. Popped up on the infield. Third baseman coming in to make the play, and he does. So out number one. Yeah, something you notice right away from Stone King is you don't see many starting pitchers start from the stretch, and, and he's not winding up at all. Everything's coming from the stretch, so um, be something to keep an eye on. And we'll bring C.J. Johnson, today's pitcher for Mama Roseville. To the plate with one away. 0 0 bottom of the first inning. Stone King's first pitch to Johnson over for a ball. That's <laughs> a strike for a good call. We're, we're up here behind the behind the plate in the press box. Oh, that's a pretty good pitch. Right? And the second pitch catches the corner. Good frame job there by the catcher because out of the hand, that looked like it was going to stay outside. Right. You know, we got the backstop, these windows and stuff, so we've got a great view, don't we? Yes, we do, always. Always have a great view. A little fly ball down the right field line is going to fall just foul for Johnson. So a long strike. Brings the count to one and two. He'll get some trouble. Johnson's, Johnson's got a little speed. He might have been able to turn it. He, he, got, he was real gimpy last spring. Did he have a hamstring? Yes, yeah, it was it was football. No, yeah, it was from basketball to football. Silas Brown had the hamstring issue. I think it was CJ. Was, he was really laboring around the bases. A little late swing by Johnson again. Fights off pitch from Stone King. So the count is still one and two. Yeah, he was. It might have been Silas as well, but I know CJ had had had, had a leg issue that hampered him for the whole baseball season. Up high by Stone King. That evens the count at 2 2 to Johnson. Johnson last year hit uh, 321. Not a bad season for CJ. No, nice on base percentage of 417. And so. Pops up on the infield. Like you said, with the wind blowing, you <laughs> better. And it falls in between the uh, Bermuda Triangle between the second baseman, the first baseman, and the right fielder. Just falls. Right in between the three of them. Well, All three of them were fighting it, man. Well, it's easy for me and you to sit up here and, like, a little bit laugh at that, but we've been there in this wind, and that's a tough ball to catch. So, uh, luckily it fell, so hopefully he takes advantage of that break. Yeah, very, uh, very windy day. I almost hate, as, as a player, I hated wind as much as I hated rain. I could stand windy days. 2-2 pitch to Johnson. Right on the edge. Good off-speed ball by by uh, Parker Stone King. It's C.J. Johnson looking for out number two. That was a nice pitch. Yeah, a nice little breaking ball. You know, he kept pounding the outside corner and then just started some outside, broke right down in. So, great pitch by him. Justin Brooks, who had just had a great sophomore year, or excuse me, junior year for uh, for Mama Throws for the last year. And Justin's, uh, no, Justin's junior, he had a great sophomore year last year in the spring. Fouls off the first pitch down right field line up and out of play. Uh, looking at the uh, stats, uh, 467 for Justin Brooks and 57 plate appearances. That wasn't just a few 
That was just a few at-bats. That's, that's a lot of plate appearances at 467. Is that a great year? It's a great year. And the stat that really jumps out to me is that he had six two-out RBIs. I mean, so not only is he hitting a lot, but, I mean, even in the clutch he's getting some nice hits. That's, uh, I don't know how many, ooh, good, another breaking ball from the left-hander. Uh, catches the strike zone on Brooks, makes the count one and two. I always put that in my game stuff. I don't think there's many more important stats, at least when I was in the dugout, probably when you were in the dugout too, as a good two-out RBI man. It kills the defense, and it's a big uh, dribbler down the right field line, a little smartly right, or excuse me, third baseman, third baseline, third baseman, wisely lets it roll foul. Yeah, I think there's some great communication with uh, with the catcher there, yell, let it go, let it go, because there wasn't a chance of him throwing him out at first, so that was the best play, and it worked out for him. Parker Darst, I, 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 you know, I want to say, Darst is a, uh, is a senior, I want to say he's probably at least a three-year starter behind the plate. Seems like he's been back there a long time. Does a great job. One and two picks to uh, Justin Brooks, bounces it out of play down the right field line, stays alive. Well, his out pitch on the first couple batters was the curveball. I got to think he's coming back with that off-speed breaking pitch right here. Right on the back door, right on that back door corner. One and two. Six pitches at bat to Brooks, and just a little low. I was ready to ring him up. Stone King was running towards the dugout. He was ready to ring well, him up. Well, I think there's about seven of those nine <laughs> position players were running off the field, too. So. Uh, <laughs> Good eye, we can say. That's right. That's great eyeballs by uh, Justin Brooks. 2-2 the count from Stone King. And he fights off another one down the right field line. Living the fight another day is Justin Brooks. Justin is just one of those kids that just on the mound, he just throws strikes at the plate. He makes contact. Hardly any strikeouts for us. Just 10 strikeouts for Brooks and 57 plate appearances. Yeah, so, I mean, he's obviously putting the ball in play. It's time. Hard on the outside corner, misses away as Darsh slides out to get back. So that fills it up three and two. Here's a nice pitch to that back to Justin Brooks. He's on a pitch count. We like this. <laughs> pitch on the way and catches a corner. That's a definitely a strike. He wasn't going to get. He wasn't going to miss that one in the same at bat. No, but what what a quality pitch. You know, three two pitch curveball outside corner. I mean, it was a great pitch. You don't see many high school kids throw a three two curveball. Uh, that shows a lot of trust from Coach, you know, Coach Dugan over there. I'm sure one of those guys over there is calling pitches. And so to throw a 3-2 curveball, what a great pitch. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left on for Mama Roseville. Three up, three down. We're through one at Sunny Lane Field. We are scoreless. Dabbing and Avon Tornado, zero. Mama Roseville, zero. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network, live from Sunny Lane Field this afternoon. I'm Sean Temple, alongside Scott Weber. 0-0, seven batters to the plate, six have been retired. Kellen Hope with the only the only runner to reach base with a single at the top of the first four, eight down. They'll have Lake Daywood, Ben Brady, and Tanner Clockengay. First three batters up here against C.J. Johnson in his second inning work. 16 pitches for C.J. in that first inning with 10 strikes. Yeah, and that's the key is he's got to get ahead. Once he gets ahead, it makes all his other pitches a lot more effective. So we talked about, you know, his balls, his walks to strikeout ratio, and it had to get better, and he got off to a great start. Leighton Damewood, a 235 hitter last uh, spring for the Tornadoes. Damewood was one for two with a couple of RBIs. 
in the win over Farmington last week. Swings and misses at the first pitch for Johnson. Yeah, it looks like he's got some great velocity. Ball's jumping out of his hand today. A lot of the swings have been late. And so I'd like to see him just keep pounding the strike zone. Coach Ball said, uh, you heard in the pregame interview, he, he got him in the mid-80s. Nice little curveball there from Johnson. Just misses. That I might have to see on our radar again. But uh, it does look like he's got some good pop. One and one from uh, well, this is just low. I don't know if it was more low than it was inside, but sometimes umpires get fooled. Yeah, they do. Swung on this by Tamewood. Not that we would have questioned up that. here. Yeah, yeah, up here yeah. I we would never question that. The dugout, I, oh, they always were correct. Yeah, <laughs> always had my trust in the the boys in blue. <laughs> one yeah. and two count. Ground ball to the third baseman. Staying down on it. Goes across the diamond low. Good scoop by Justin Brooks at first base. Uh, bails out his third base with Silas Braun. That's a good play by Brooks. Yeah, really nice play on the short scoop, too. I mean, so uh, solid play, but I do like the way that Silas did attack that ground ball, though. Came up, got it on a nice hop, and and his first baseman bailed him out. I uh, I, I had the good fortune of, of coaching Justin Bolton rather than Jacob, and just looking at the mannerisms, the way they play, they, they should have been twins, not separated by like two or three years. And I, and I would agree with twins. that because I had Jake when I was at the high school, too. And, I mean, he is, I mean, it's fitting in. It's, it's almost scary, isn't it? Digging in is Ben Brady. Didn't get a ton of time last year. Just played in uh, three games for A-Town in the spring. First pitch swung on a miss by C.J. Johnson. With one away here in the top of the second. We are scoreless. Brady was 0 for 3 with a couple of strikeouts last week against Farmington. 0 1 pitch from the ball catches the strike zone. Had been Brady bailing out on that and he catches quite a bit of the zone, really. Yeah, real nice action on that curveball when uh, Brady was bailing quick. So a uh, little, little heat on the inside part right now might do some good. 0 2. We'll see how tricky CJ wants to get. Yeah, just hard. And then a little ground ball to the second baseman. Slow dribbler over and gets him. That's one of those tricky slow grounders that you want to come up and grab with the bare hand and, you know, let's just take it. Let's play it safe. I- I'm going to tell you that I think the ball bounced about six different ways on the way out there. It had so much spin on it. But uh, I do think we need to give a shout-out to uh, Dave Greenleaf. This field looks amazing. You've seen this field for Many, many of years. I've seen it many, many of years, and I can't say I've ever seen it look better. So, Greeny, good work. First pitch is low and inside to Tanner Clock and Gay. So, for the first time, is that the uh, no, second time tonight in uh, in seven batters, CJ has fallen behind 1-0. First pitch strikes, man. You can't stress that enough. No. You can't stress it enough. You just, you can't. And this is what the second pitch, first 2-0 count for Johnson tonight. You know, especially as you get lower in the lineup, you really want to pound strikes and make those batters put the ball in play. Yeah, we have a little time here. I can actually chime in on this field. The infield looks absolutely fantastic. The outfield's coming into shape after many years of, of use from the football team in the fall and three sodding and swung on a miss. Yeah, 10 o'clock and get all tied up there on that swing. Yeah, south pitch. But, you know, they put some type of blanket on it this winter, I think, to keep I don't know, snow cold or whatever, but it's as green as I've ever seen it this early in the year. 2-1. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like in about two or three weeks, especially after a lot of rain we're going to get this week. And as, and as much as we love 
Coach Adolphson and our mom at Roseville football team, it's nice to get them off this field so we don't have ruts in it. They got their own field. They could tear up over that. It's a 3-1. Uh, Johnson misses with, uh, with the 2-1 pitch. So 3-1 behind clock and gay. Challenges him in. This is inside. First free pass given up by either pitcher here in the top of the second inning. Goes to Tanner Clock and gay. Another two-out runner aboard for the Tornadoes. Brings up the eight-hitter, Dawson Fenton. It just changes the whole dynamics. Now he goes from the windup into a stretch, which he hasn't done yet. So hopefully he can find his rhythm here and get us out of this inning. See how uh, swung on a miss by uh, Fenton. Long, long swing there from Fenton. Long swing and late swing. So, uh, you know, he's throwing good. And uh, once he gets around the plate, he's had success. But we just got to get around the plate. See how frisky Coach Dugan is there with the eight-man up. Under not going, swung on a miss by Fenton. Fenton, last year, not uh, didn't get uh, the 16 plate appearances, batted 083. He had uh, three at-bats the other day, three strikeouts. So right now we hope to have that. Just this is outside. Hoping we're going to have that good morning. Good afternoon and good night. Yeah, series. But I don't know. I don't know exactly. He didn't get the chance to frame that really well. I don't know if he got crossed up there or or what. But he didn't really get because it didn't miss by much. But the glove. No, I thought the same thing. Away there. I thought the same thing. Maybe it missed the spot so much that it just picked his hand over the top of Zach Almagar now to the backstop and to second base goes Tanner Clockengay. So that changes things up. First of all, the count's even at two-two, and you got a runner in scoring position on a wild pitch over the head of. Zach Almagar. Yeah, I thought the same thing in that prior pitch. <laughs> Didn't really miss it by that much, no. but the way he caught it made it look like it was outside. Yeah, I think he was set up a little bit on the inside of the plate. And swung on a miss. Johnson gets out of the jam, kind of the mini jam there, with the strikeout of Fenton. That is strikeout number three for C.J. Johnson through two innings. No runs and no hits. There were no errors and a runner left on base. That's two for the eight-count Tornadoes here through their first two at-bats. Through an inning and a half, we're scoreless. Happy day on zero. I'm with Roseville Zero. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Southern Lane Field as the Titans of Monmouth Roseville come to the plate here in the bottom of the second inning. First inning for starting pitcher Parker Stone King for the uh, Tornadoes went three up, three down. A couple of strikeouts looking for Stone King. Had that uh, had that breaking ball working there on that kind of backdoor curveball to the right hand. It hit, excuse me, from the uh, left-handed pitching Stone King. Yeah, no, that's a great description by you know backdoor curveball. He got all three of his strikeouts on that same pitch. But the most impressive one was the three-two curveball to to. On the ninth pitch of that, that and he throws him a curveball. And it was, a, it, you know, it had some good action, and then it was definitely a strike. So, I mean, that was the most impressive pitch, so it's something they got to take note of. Four, five, six hitters. Up for Monmouth Roseville, Silas Braun, Leo Mahoney, and Ty Casaro. Braun in the spring. Let's see what Silas put up for the Titans. A uh, 321 average, did have five RBIs, had a triple, and uh, three doubles. Fouls off the first pitch. So Stone King gets ahead. Fell behind Omegar 1-0 and C.J. Johnson 1-0 and came back to uh, get both of those hitters, one by pop-out, one by strikeout, and swung on this by Silas Brown. 
Stone King staying awake. And staying awake, why well, I haven't seen him come inside a whole lot on anybody here. Well, I don't know if it's by design or just ain't missing it or just not getting there. Now a swing and miss at the feet of Doris. It's going to get to the backstop, and Braun is going to reach on the drop third strike. Gives the Titans their first base runner. You know, staying away and changing seats. Changing seats making a big difference right now. Yeah, that's... Uh, off speed in the dirt just got right into Parker Dar's feet and he lost complete complete sight of it. And I don't I didn't look to see if Stone King helped him out much. I'm not sure Dar's he was moving around so quick, I'm not sure anybody could have pointed he would have seen it. That he was just jerking around everywhere. Yeah, it's one of those things that if you pick it up, even if you pick it up and got back to the screen, I don't think you're gonna throw him out at first anyway. Braun, the healthy lead over there on the left hand of Stone King, swallowing a miss by Leo Mahoney. And we were just talking about the small ball, and Jordan, uh, Coach Ball, was talking small ball. Didn't get a runner going there. Didn't get the, the squirt around with the bunt. Mahoney batted 200. Last spring, the throw over by Stone King. i got to believe we're going to either see you know, him take off or or him score around the bunt. Because i got to believe Silas has got some nice wheels. Silas was 6 out of 7 stealing bases. Yeah. Ball 1 to Mahoney. Missing the you know, strike zone and Braun not going. Yeah, six out of seven. Uh, second most on the ball club tied with Carter Russell. Jack Thompson, who has uh, moved on to the to uh, college, fouled out of play by Mahoney. You see, uh, Jack Thompson made the uh, made the TV the other night during the Notre Dame. I, I did see that, and 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 we're sitting there, and and Ray said Jack Thompson, and so I re I rewound the TV. I looked at him like, that ain't Jack. And all of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty awesome. 1-2 pitch to Mahoney. Oh, well, let the winner goes. Braun, good jump. And the strikeout, but the steal of second by Braun. He got a good jump on the left-handed Stone King. Huge jump. That was, that was one of those when we're going on the first movement. But, uh, you know, I got to throw in there that uh, Jack's sister, Bell, got a good laugh out of that. Oh, they sent it to Sent it to Bell and said, hey, he's famous. He goes, no, he's the fat Irish man. <laughs> that was her response. So I think she got a kick out of that. i got I got to let the listeners in on, on uh, what we're talking about here. Second Nation Texara now pops up the first pitch out of play behind us. Uh, Jack Thompson, uh, player, uh, football player, basketball player, my, uh, baseball player from Island Roseville, is now one of the student managers for the Arizona State basketball team in, in college. And, and uh, was at the Notre Dame game. A diehard Notre Dame fan. Diehard Notre Dame fan. And made, uh, with Notre Dame losing, he made uh, made the TV screen as a very disappointed fan towards the end. Fouled off the right side and out of play. So 0-2 to Casaro. Yeah, and not only was he, he made the TV, but he was also the victim of the commentators. This is how all Notre Dame fans <laughs> feel right now. <laughs> and it's the audio part. I yeah. The video. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it, Except when we saw Jack, he didn't have that big full head of hair like he had. Oh, he's got a good flow yes, going. Yes, college he does. Out, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Good yeah, flow going. Down there in Arizona, and he's got that flow going. 0-2 pitch to Casaro with one away. Runner a second foul straight back. Good cut by Casaro. Yeah, I think that was a mistake by uh, Stone King because that was right over the middle of the plate. So. That 0-2 pitch had a whole bunch of white on it, right down, right down Broadway. 0-2 now to Casaro. 
One away, runner at second. We're scoreless, bottom of the second inning. Titans' first base runner is Braun at second. And a little dribbler back to the mound, looking at third. And they'll get the out at first. Braun will go to third. So with two away, Kamala throws over the runner 90 feet away from the first run of the ball game, and it brings up Tyler Jones, a shortstop. Yeah, lots of opportunity now. I mean, wild pitch, pass ball, lots of chances for the Titans to get on the scoreboard here. No varsity at-bats last year for uh, Tyler Jones, so this is his first first varsity at-bat. Might as well get yourself an RBI on your first First at-bat. RBI, first hit, first at-bat. Let's go for this. Can I throw the trifecta you bet you out there? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. That needs to be something in every sport. I'm going to find something for football. There you trifecta go. you bet you. <laughs> we don't get enough field goals. No, in, that's in right. Football for uh, that's right. the trifecta you bet you. <laughs> Three touchdowns. That's a foul off to the right side by Jones. That evens the count at one and one. Stone King missed with his first pitch. So there's living proof to you that I listened to the broadcast. <laughs> right there, you go. There you go. We need to mic you up during the uh, no basketball. No, you don't. <laughs> My broadcast partner Scott Weber is the girls uh, girls basketball coach at the Coast. No, you don't need to do that. <laughs> I get in enough trouble myself. Dean Neal has decided. I would have to put my administrative no. assistant, Dean Neal, with a harness or something. Here comes the play of the plate. It gets away from from Darst, and diving in is Braun. He's going to be out. As a good hustle by Darst to pick up the ball in the dirt and get the out at the plate. Uh, probably didn't get away too far with two away. You got your seven guy up. Seven guy who's. Uh, Really young first at bat, maybe a little uh, risky there for Coach Ball, but he said he's going to be aggressive. Yeah, I'm okay with the aggressive part of it. You know, you take a chance. If, if he happens to flip it, I think he makes it. The only thing you hope is he's okay because, you know, he went diving in the head. He went diving head first into the plate. Catcher's diving at him, fully geared up. And uh, I remember growing up when I grew up, Jordan played, and I played in that Sunday morning league. That we had a very, very good catcher. I dove into home one day, and uh, – I think I was actually out, but he said, hey, do me a favor, man. He says, never dive into home. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, look at all this gear I got on. He says, you're, you're <laughs> like looking to get armor. hurt. He says, you're looking to get hurt. He said, you know, maybe to avoid, you know, way out or inside of a tag, but he says, for the most part, don't dive into home. No, absolutely so, You know, not. there's too many things that can happen right there. So, tough kid, I know, but hopefully, you know, he doesn't get hurt from that. And uh, well, I'm okay with the aggressiveness. So, you know, he scores it's a great yeah, I think, just out of the corner of my eye, I think he got maybe just a little bit of a late jump. But with, with him being in line, the ball kicked away down kind of, he might have had a block of how far it actually got away. And I don't know if he went on his own or or, or Coach Ball, which would have been a, a tough angle for Coach Ball to see, too, as he's looking through the catcher, too. But right. as it was, it was now at the plate. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left on base for Monmouth Roseville. In the second inning, we are through two. It's Monmouth Roseville zero, having your name on. Zero. We will keep it here as we were kind of breaking down that play. And uh, first three pounders for A Town in the top of the third inning to be 9 1 2. Clay Slagle, Nika Rodifer, and Parker Darst. It will be Clay Slagle. Slagle last year for the Tornadoes. Uh, I don't see any varsity uh, at bats for Clay. Clay is a uh, senior. Getting the start in left field, batting out of the nine hole here. And here's where we talk about the importance of getting ahead in the count, getting this leadoff batter, because they're going to turn over 
And Slagle squares it behind. A little pop-up towards the tight dugout down the third baseline. and Falls harmlessly in the warning track there. <clears throat> Use an I test out your third base, but I don't, I don't mind that at all. No. That's, and there's Coach Dugan, you know, playing the small ball, making making kids field the ball. So that's probably a smart, smart play by him. Brings Braun in. He'll just a few steps there on the edge of the grass on the infield. 0-1 pitch from C.J. Johnson in here for his third inning of work. Missed outside. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many times through the years I thought. 9-1-2. All right. We get the first guy out, and we'll, we'll start at the top of the order. And 99% of the time, somehow that nine guy would reach base. Yeah, nothing good 99 happens. 99% of the time. Nothing happens when you go 9-1-2 and nine gets on base. Which it's, it's kind of a new thought process. I don't know how new it is, but here's a swing and miss by Slagle, so that gets Johnson ahead in the count, 1-2. Um, back in the old days, your nine guy was your worst hitter. Anymore, coaches are really using that spot for your, your second leadoff guy. Yeah, you hear that a lot as a strategy from a coach, and, and sometimes I think teams overlook that. Good pitch on the outside corner, about knee high from Johnson. And it cost Plague the frame job there by Zach Olmagar. Gave the umpire a nice, clean look at it. And that's a strikeout look. Yeah, that was a great pitch. I think uh, Zach did a great job, like you said, framing it. But that was a quality pitch. And uh, now we get to the leadoff hitter. He needs to get back to work. Roderford went down on strikes, went down swinging to lead off the ball game. First pitch from Johnson, squaring again and missing as Omegar holds it there on that corner, outside corner for a long time. Didn't get the call. <laughs> yeah, he squared around the front, so uh, you know, Titans got to be heads up for that. I've uh, might be hard to believe. I've done a little catch in my life, and I've held that. I've held that pitch there until almost the umpire said. Throw the thing back. That's I how think, long I have held it there. Before. I think you're the reason they came up with a time <laughs> limit between pitches. <laughs> I have held that thing there till supper was done, really. And I'm quite sure you didn't say that. You know, didn't say anything. <laughs> no, you just surely not. Mom on the word and just no, held it there. Just held it there. <laughs> off by Rotifer. Evens the count at 1 1 from Johnson. And curveball tripled down the third baseline and foul by Rotifer. Boy, he really, that, that front half really flies out for Rotifer, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, he's, he's bailing early. Anything on the ground, infield is going to have to come up and make a good, clean play, but then I also think anything away is going to get problems, too. So it is 1-2 on Rotifer again. He went down swinging in inning number one. Right now, Johnson's sitting at four strikeouts for the ball game through two and a third and fouled away again by Rotifer. One of six returning starters for Coach Dugan. So a kid that has experience, you like having somebody up at the top of the order that has that experience to commit to get on base. 545, a 6.07 OBP. Uh, only, he did play in all 12 games, only about 28 plate appearances, so not, not a ton of plate appearances, but fouled off again. Four. What a, um, look at that line. He has four stolen bases. Doesn't seem like a lot for the No, not really. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure. I say with only 28 plate appearances, I'm not uh, I'm not sure how many starts that is in 12 games. But tell you what, he produced when he got in there, 5:45 and a 6:07 OBP, and swung on a miss. Goes down for a second time on Johnson. That's three straight strikeouts for C.J. Johnson and Mama Rosa on five of the ball game. Yeah, there's that pitch on the outside path that he's going to have trouble with as long as he. 
he's pulling off the ball so hard. That uh, brings in Parker Darst. He flew out the right field. Flew out to Derek Chandler for out number two and inning number one. Two away, top of the third, and over for a strike. Big pitch for him. Just jumping ahead. He's doing a nice job. I had CJ at 33 coming into this inning, pitch-wise. Probably around, eh, getting close to the 50 mark now, probably. Down to right back up the middle. Second baseman dives to his right. And not going to throw him out. As Parker uh, Darris, I remember from basketball season, he took a big old wide turn there to second, thinking the ball got away. And Brooks reaches out and tags him. Umpire says, no, didn't make that much of an effect. That was a nice play by second baseman from Amadrozo to at least make that a, a pretty close play. Ty Casaro, yeah. that was headed for center field. Yeah, great job of laying out, keeping the ball in the infield. Um, you know, but I think if you had that over again, I think CJ would tell you he's going to feel that most of the time, which is an easy out at first, but it's not. Obviously, hit the ball hit back at you, it's going to make you flinch a little bit. Two-way runner on first, and pitch outside. Good catch by Olmogard to prevent that from going to the backstop. I think we're going to see some action here on the bases. I think Coach Dugan is going to get some, some people in action here. Two stolen bases, just again, just 12 games for A-Town, which is an enormous low amount. I believe they started the year with like a two-week COVID break, I believe. Swung on a miss by Darsh, or excuse me, Kellen Hook, digging in now. So one and one to count to Hook. Yeah, that'd be an interesting thing to find out from folks, too. Why didn't they only play 12 games? I, I, I can almost kind of remember that they went for like a two-week shutdown. Uh, so at some point during the year, they had some COVID issues and uh, couldn't get some games played. Drive over the shortstop's head. That's going to clear the left fielder. And rolls all the way to the gap. And getting it in uh, quickly, preventing the run from scoring. That was a left fielder pulled on the throws. Bill Charlie pulling. Good job of Charlie cutting that off. Because that, that could have very easily been a run there. Yeah, they did a nice job getting it back in quick. Good thing he wasn't head stealing on that pitch. He had a big lead at first, so I'm glad that he wasn't going. But a great job uh, getting the ball back in. Now you got Stone King, the uh, cleanup hitter for A-Town, with runners on second and third. Two away, no score, top of the third. How aggressive do you get with Stone King here, who batted 350? Five doubles. Check, swing, ball. Yeah, ball. Oh, um, Johnson. They did a feel it, the guy said he didn't know, but it looked like a good pitch without a swing. I was going to say, I'd, I'd like to pitch a swing. 1-0 pitch from Johnson, this time in the dirt, and missing. So 2-0. Boy, you get the 3-0, you just got to point him down there, don't you? Yeah, you would, you would think so. Dave Woods, hit, he's just a 235 hitter last spring. Dave Wood was 1-2, did have a couple of RBIs. The other night he was farm, farming him. Swung on a miss by Stone King. Oh, that. That's a count two to one. Tell you that ball's jumping out of his hands. Two old pitch to their number number four hitter, and it just blew it right by him. So, I mean, he's got some good velocity. Steve Almagar, make sure nothing gets by him here. Behind the plate, up and in. Missing with the pitch is Johnson to make the count three and one. Now be real careful here. Real careful. Yes. Stone King is going to have his eyes are going to be big on this one right out of the hand. It's got to hit your pitch. If it doesn't, he goes down to first. Nothing hurt. Dane Wood, who grounded out to Braun back in the second inning, 
And catches a corner. 3-2 good pitch from Johnson. An unhittable pitch yeah. as far as anything to do with it. I mean, it's a strike, so it's a hittable pitch, but you ain't going to do much with that pitch. That's no, that, a good pitch. That's not the pitch you're sitting on 3-1. You know, you tip your cap to, to CJ, and, and hopefully he can do it again. And brings a count full. Runners on second and third. No score, top of the third. And misses it against the backstop. Coming across and scoring is going to be Darst. And that puts runners on the corners, and our first run of the ball game goes to A-Town on the wild pitch, all four. Boy, you didn't want to see that. No, that's what you were just talking about. Make them earn them. Make them earn them. Now you got all kinds of options. Stone King is a really good athlete, really good athlete. Three-sport athlete at A-Town. You don't know if you're going to get him in motion on first and third. Maybe a double steal, maybe. It's almost our call, not the defense. Gives the signals to the infield on what they're going to do here. First and third, Layton Damon up, grounded out to third. one nothing A-Town. A wild pitch going and going to the shortstop, who kind of a cutoff position there. So the steal by Stone King and ball one to the hitter. Yeah, they're back in the same position. Yep, yep. He needs to uh, work on getting ahead here. Now they got two more in scoring position. And you're behind on the count. Pitch on the way, 1-0 pitch. Tied him up inside, fastball, swung on the miss. Same wood. I think anybody's getting loose in the tight bullpen. No, I don't see. You know, coaches have different philosophies. You know, two outs, second and third, nobody's going to be stealing. If he's more comfortable winding up, I'm, I'm saying let him wind up. Yeah, I, you know? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And swung on a miss by Damewood. Blues yeah. right by Damewood. Yeah, I mean, and there's there different philosophies. You know, people, if you're more comfortable winding, winding up, I get more comfortable on the mound, right? I mean, that's yeah, I mean, a big yeah. part of it. What's the chances of, of somebody stealing in high school? You've got to be pretty fast no matter what level you are, especially high school. So if you're going to try to steal on somebody doing that, ooh, a high fly ball to the left fielder, under it, and making the catch and getting out of the inning. As Charlie Pullen settles under the fly ball for out number three as Johnson gets out of the second, third, two-out jam with just one run scored. So one run on two hits for the A-Town Tornadoes. There were no errors and two runners left on base after two and a half heading the bottom of the third. It's A-Town one, Mama throws a zero. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Sunlight Field. The first run on the board here between Monmouth Roseville and Abbey Damon goes to the Tornadoes. A wild pitch with runners on second and third and two away in the top half of the third for eight down. Brings across Parker Darst with our first run. We'll see if uh, the Titans can get something going here with the bottom of the order. I guess Parker Stone came out for his third inning of work. I don't know. I know Coach Dugan said he was going to be on a pitch count. Didn't give us what the pitch count would be, but. It's going to be seven, eight, nine for Mama Rosen over here. Yeah, and that, and that pitch count could be extended today depending on his arm. You know, the weather that the rest of the week doesn't look good. You know, so I don't know if he needs to save him for something. I know they're going to play in that Route 41 tournament on Saturday, um, which I would believe would be his next time. So he's going to have, you know, several days rest. But uh, early in the year, we want to get some other guys from that. Yeah. And again, like like uh, like we like you brought up, he started last Thursday, so he's already got four innings in on this staff. Uh, they went and got a couple innings, and Parker Darst uh, finished up 
4-8 down last Thursday in their 5-1 win over Farmington. Uh, up is the uh, is the batter that was at the plate when when Simon Spong got thrown out trying to steal on the uh, little hearbird away from the catcher and fouled off by Tyler Jones. Back for his first, second, first appearance of his varsity player. His <laughs> second first at bat as a varsity player from Austin Roseville. They say, oh, that looks low from here. <laughs> one and one. <laughs> hey, I feel like I'm at the third story. more than anybody because of you. That's a great call to do for us. Yep, I tell you what, every call of my papers are great calls. Oh, and how the outside corner. We'll just flip-flop those two. I used to do that in the dugout. All right, okay, he might have missed one, yeah. and he missed that one. We'll flip-flop them. That's right. One and two to count after that whole mess. And just missing outside, trying another little backdoor curveball on Tyler Jones and missing. He evens it up at 2-2. You know, you brought up a great point. He's not come inside at all. No. i got to start looking away and hit the ball to right field. I'd play maybe a little bit more. As we say that, he does come inside and misses. Yeah. <laughs> Three and two. Yeah, but it wasn't close, so we'll keep changing. <laughs> right. Three and two the count for Tyler Jones. The seven hitter in the order, shortstop for Mama Roseville. Just a uh, sophomore, what I think. Yeah, Tyler Jones is a sophomore. A little ground ball to the third baseman. Across the diamond and throwing out. Jones is Tanner Clockengay over to Ben Brady's first baseman, so out number one. Yeah, nice play. Got to it quick and got rid of it quick, which which is key for a third baseman. So nice play by Clockton. Uh, something the Titans had problems with last spring is uh, just striking out. 144 strikeouts in 17 games. That's a that's a ton of strikeouts. And and I want to say, what are we got going on here? You have a discussion between. I think he's saying he hit the catcher's interference, but well, that's got to be something immediate. I mean, you're not going to call that now, right? As the assistant uh, first base coach, Ethan Ferguson, who's assisting head coach Jordan Ball in his first season with Monmouth Roseville. They were going to try to put Jones back at the plate here. I don't know what's. We got the windows closed up here because it's below 80. <laughs> and the heater on. <laughs> right. I do not like cold weather, so we keep these. Things. We'll just guess on what's going on out there. I'm, I'm, sort, of surprised. Yeah, I'm sort of surprised you got a short sleeve shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Unlike well, my coach, not too far away if I need it. Yeah. One on by Charlie Pullen on the first pitch from Stone King. So five three is put out. I'm not sure what the discussion was about, but they were going to put. They were trying to sneak Tyler Jones back at the plate. Oh, one pitch from Stone King. Swung all little dribbler down the third baseline. It's going to stay foul. Stone King ahead, 0-2. Oh, we get a pitch count for Stone King so far. Yeah, he's just throwing lots of strikes right now. It seems to be in a good rhythm. be okay if they slowed him down a little bit. 33 coming into this inning. Very similar to uh, C.J. Johnson. And swung on a miss by Pullen. So he's down on strikes. Out number two. That is one, two, three, four strikeouts. Five strikeouts count the drop third strike. So five strikeouts for Stone King and eight hitters. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's around the plate a lot. And uh, we talked about how important that was early on. And he's changing speeds and location. Last year for uh, Stone King, 37 strikeouts and nine walks. So that's what about. 75%. 3 to 1, 4 to 1, 4 to 1 ratio. Take that anytime. Yeah. 
0-1 pitch to Derek Chandler tonight here at 0-2. Is... He's definitely in a good rhythm right now, though. Chandler, right fielder for Monmouth Roseville. Inside just misses. Stone King was kind of headed there at least a step towards the dugout after that one. He must think that plate's wider than we do because he's done that a few times. One and two to Chandler. On the way and the same spot and same call and Stone King took two more steps towards the dugout that time. Two-two count to Derek Chandler. And swung a miss by Derek. So two straight strikeouts to end the inning for Stone King. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left on base. So far, no hits for Monmouth Roseville. First through the first through the order the first time around after three full at Daytown one. Monmouth Roseville zero. We'll be back in thirty seconds. Back here at Sunny Lane Fields, we get set for the fourth inning. Quickly moving ball game. Both pitchers throwing strikes. Not a lot of errors. Uh, nine. Through uh, three innings, Monmouth Roseville sent nine hitters to the plate for eight down through three innings. Well, they had a little bit of a little rally there in the third inning, top of the third inning. They got them a run, had a couple runners in scoring position as well. But uh, C.J. Johnson back out on the mound. 58 pitches for C.J. through the first three innings. Yeah, I mean, it's we talked about the importance, you know, of just getting people on. And when it gets on, it changes the whole dynamic. Pitching's different, infielders are different, outfielders are different, so... We just got to get a guy on base and, and put some pressure on them like they did us. Titans will send the top of the order to the plate. Almagar, Johnson, and Brooks. First, they have to navigate the bottom half of the order for A-Town. Six, seven, eight hitters for Butch Dugan and the Tornadoes. That's Ben Brady, Tanner Clock and Gay, and Dawson Fenton. Brady grounded out the second base back in the second. Clock and Gay, nope, the only walk of the ball game. Oh, two walks for CJ as he uh, walked. The walk, wild pitch. It's a walk that came around and scored, wasn't it? Now he got a hit, a double, and it was the walk over Almagar's head okay. that, that scored the run. Not the same thing, really. <laughs> the walk did score the run. Yeah. Johnson, 58 pitches, 37 strikes here as we enter inning number four. First pitch to Brady. He's inside, up under the hands of Ben, right handed hitting Ben Brady. You know, early, you know, first start of the year, first game, I thought he's, I think he's throwing well. So, just keep pounding the plate. 1-0 pitch from Johnson to Brady. Right down the middle, strike one. As far as uh, getting ahead of hitters, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six hitters have started with a 1-0 count, fouled off right at the eight-pound dugout, one and two. And yeah, was there only been one ball that was hit hard? I mean, the ball that yeah. got over the left fielder, but other than that, a bunch of, you know, handle shots, a couple pop flies, but he's, he's throwing well. One and two from Johnson to Ben Brady, the first baseman for A-Town. Over one today, misses up high. Brady. Uh, over through the couple strikeouts. Yeah, I think you mentioned that the last time Brady came up. Yeah, I'd like to see CJ get the ball out in front a little bit more with his breaking ball. I think he's trying to make it spin too much instead of let it spin. So one adjustment he could make with that. He keeps going like that. It doesn't matter. Gets the uh, call on Brady. 
least looked. We're we're quite a ways up high here, but that looked a little low. And uh, Johnson gets the call from the home plate umpire for round number one. Brings up Tanner Clockengay. He walked back in the second inning. A-Town has at least gotten one runner on base on each inning on Johnson, and for the most part, Johnson's kind of pitched out of all of that. And uh, the first base runner has reached after two outs in every inning so far here. You're going to get them on. Get them on at two outs. be a good time to stop that. And missing low. And all are not able to hang on to the pitch. 2-0. I missed a pitch in there. 2-0 to uh, 10 o'clock in Gay. Yeah, to his first pitch, curveball was high. Seven hitter in the order is clock and Gay. Johnson gets his sign for Olegar and deals. Swung on and missed by clock and Gay. Late again? Yeah, Very late. I, there's really nobody that's timed him up. The one, the one batter that... Well, if you face 12, 13, 14 batters, you know, yeah. everybody's late. So. Swan missed again by Clark and Gay. Well, that inside pitch has just had them all tied up all night long, all the right-handed hitters. You know, when I was when I was calling pitches with, with Coach Cole, a lot of times when this was going on, he'd just have the pitcher shake his head a few times just just to make the batter think, but just keep pumping, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And you know? It's just a fake, it's a fake yeah, shake. Yeah, it's that's a fake it. shake. Yeah. So, and it, <laughs> yeah. you're amazed how often, you know, location to me is as important as velocity, so if you can change location in out of town, I think it's going to be huge. I know as a hitter, if I'd seen that shake, while well, my mind started turning. Man, oh, what's coming now? What's coming now? Absolutely. <laughs> it's just a mind game. Fouled off right at the on deck hitter. That ball killed me on deck hitter there. <laughs> I got Dawson Fenton, right? <laughs> I think I'm moving back a little bit. That ball had speed. <laughs> you get this retreat from the fans here at the stands. I think you turn around and smile a little bit. <laughs> that would hurt. That would. It comes off pretty good velocity at that spot right there. 2-2 two, two pitch, ground ball to the shortstop. Coming up to make the play is Tyler Jones and across and gets Brady. 6-3 on the put out if you're scoring at home. Good play there by Jones. Coming up making a nice play. It's his first play as a varsity player. Good good we nice talked play. about his first hit as a varsity player. How about his first ground ball? That was a nice job. Really attacking that, coming in, getting it, and uh, making a good throw. Those could be those could be tricky. 6-3 on the put out brings uh, Dawson Fenton to the plate. Two away. Like you said, they've had uh, try to break that streak of having a runner reach at two outs at each previous three innings. You know, that play's important because, you know, you talk a lot about it. Let's just make the routine plays. If you make a great play, that's great, but just make routine plays. And how many times that wins ballgames? Zach's glove broke. Yeah. Glove broke. The broken string on Zach Almagar's glove here. They didn't get a replacement in there. We better put Michael Blazing on alert. <laughs> that's right. Michael, the, if you're listening, you, we need a, we need a <laughs> catcher's glove fix. So, uh Somebody that's blazing reach on out. Just, just get Zach's dad to buy him a new glove. What the heck? Huh? Why not? Yeah, probably. He probably has one at home already. <laughs> probably He's probably his backup there. one now, right? Right. right. <laughs> He's got a backup for the backup, I guarantee it. 1-0 pitch to Fenton from Johnson as Olegar gets a new glove and catches strike one. Makes a nice popping. Yeah, we heard that through the window. Yeah. 
one-one now. That that two away, eight hitter in the order here in the top of the fourth inning. One nothing, eight down. Lady Mama throws misses all the way to the screen. That got away from Johnson there. Think try to get a little bit, a little bit more on that pitch. Nowhere in her own base, so nothing hurt. Two and one count to Fenton. Nine hitters, Clay Slagle on deck. One nothing, having the name on here. Opening night, swung on and missed by Fenton. Evens the count at 2 2. Just going to say, I'd like to see him get around the plate here. Fenton, you know, against Farm Center tonight, had three strikeouts. Looks like he's got a long swing right now. I think he's going to have a hard time catching up with it. 2-2 two, two pitch, 2 away. Little grounder to the first baseman, that's foul. Hot shot down the first baseline. Just foul. Never know early, here, early on in the season the way the, all the fields are at this point. Yeah. We already said this field was absolutely beautiful out there. Infield looks nice and green. It's going to look really good once the outfield gets caught up to it as far as green, little brown in the outfield, but what field isn't brown right now? Yeah, get us some rain and the warm temperatures will be set. Pitch on the way. Good curveball caught by Almagar and down goes Fenton. Swing on, swung on, and this brings uh, the third out and the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh strikeout for Johnson. No runs, no hits, no errors, no runners left on base in the top of the fourth inning or eighth down, but they do. Lead Mama throws a one nothing. We'll be back in thirty seconds. Welcome back to Sunday Field opening day for Mama Throwsville. It's our first spring sports broadcast on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Mama Throwsville and having an Avon little non-conference battle. Both ball clubs with new head coaches. Both ball clubs in brand new conferences. All kinds of first here at Sunny Lane today. Both ball clubs with lots of experience coming back, oh. and you can tell, you know, both pitchers are throwing strikes. Fielders are making some nice plays. One nothing. Going to the bottom of the fourth, you know, you'd almost expect this, but uh, a great way to start the season. Mama Throws Zone just mentioned the new conference, Three Rivers Conference this year for the first time, joining uh, the other sports of Mama Throwsville in the track, then football in the track track and football for a number of years, and now all the other sports have caught up. Uh, what was your impressions of going through the track for the girls' basketball season? Well, my impression is our division was loaded, so let's get that out of the way. <laughs> but it, it's awesome playing in the conference. You know, and the other conference wasn't bad, don't get me wrong, but a little ground ball to the first baseman off the bat of Almagar. Great job by Stone King to get over. Made that look easier than I thought it was going to be off the bat. PFP going on there. PFP, yeah. right there. Nice job. But you know, it's it's awesome being in a conference that you know you got six or seven teams you can go out and play for a conference. Where the other conference we played in, you had four teams, and, and you take to say it's not a real conference. But you know, you're playing the same team twice, and, and one game counts, one does, you know. So it's awesome having a real real division. First pitch hits the outside corner on C.J. Johnson for strike one. One away here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Stone King, that was his 50th pitch of the ball game. So uh, no matter what pitch count Coach Dugan had on him, I'm sure he's going to be really glad to get him through four. Yeah, I would imagine he'll go through four. I think the first number, 65, if I remember right, for pitch count. I don't remember offhand. 
Yep, 65. Looking at the, uh, the box score from strike to C.J. Johnson. That gets C.J. behind in the count, 1-2. Yeah, 65 on, on uh, Stone King's last outing. Gave up six hits and one run. No earned run, six strikeouts for Stone King against Farmington. Little shot to the right fielder. It's foul. We'll see if he's got enough room. He's out of my jurisdiction here in the booth. Uh, I think it lands foul, so CJ will trot back to the plate. Oh, guess you didn't pick up his pack. Come on, man. What the heck? That's not very sportsman. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have, but that's oh, not no. very nice by him. You know, but he should have. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I'd have probably kicked the further down the foul Yeah, no kidding. Or kick dirt on it. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> One, two, pitches Johnson. Pops up on the infield. Second baseman drifting over for a down. Now struggling a little bit, but makes a nice play. The wind uh, play uh, kind of wreaks some havoc with that. A nice play by Mika Rodenberg. Yeah, that's... Uh... Everybody converging on that ball. Who knows where it's going to go with the wind blowing. But uh, nice job staying underneath of it. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Third hitter in the lineup for Mount Rosa, Justin Brooks. He struck out looking after a uh, nine-pitch at-bat back in inning number one. That was at uh, curveball on 3-2 after a tough battle that got Brooks. Little dribbler to the third baseman coming up to make the play and will not. Gets under his glove. Would have been a tough play if he'd have come up with it. Well, I'd have, he almost almost got to let that see if it'll roll foul. Yeah, that, your only choice is to let it go foul like you did the first time he had that happen to him. But uh, good thing for Justin is he grabbed it. I don't think you got to give him a base hit. I do, too. I did. And, I, and I'm and i I'm a hard wow. scorekeeper. Yeah. I'm a hard scorekeeper. Folks, but... folks, let's put that down. <laughs> that Sean Temple gave him a here, my old I was going to say. <laughs> That's the grandpa coming out in him right there. <laughs> right. If it was if it was my son to play, that'd have been an error. I would have gave him a hit. No, <laughs> he would have caught three for that. There you go. Every side of throwing the cleanup there to the plate. He reached on a drop third strike for Mama Throws those only other uh, batter to reach base. Takes strike one to get himself down 0-1 at first base. Is Brooks now foul ball by Braun. Brooks, I don't think uh, was in motion a whole bunch if I remember in the spring. Uh, Justin, stolen base-wise, three steals and one caught stealing. So, Stonking is slow to the plate. You know, do you take a chance 0-2 and, and get drawn up there with, you know, if you get thrown out maybe with a new count? That left-hander just freezes you a little bit longer. It's so slow to the plate, though. Yeah, high leg kick. And swung on a miss by Braun. So, doesn't matter now. Three pitches and three strikes to Braun. Ends the fourth inning, bottom of the fourth from Mama Frozo. They do get their first hit, at least we call it a No runs, one hit, no errors, and a runner left on base for Mama Throwsville. As through, we are through four full innings. It's having an eight on one. Mama Throwsville zero. We'll be back. Welcome back to Sunny Lane Field. Right now, the score sits at having an eight on one. Mama Throwsville zero. CJ Johnson goes out for his fifth inning of work. CJ sitting at unofficially 76 pitches, heading into inning number five. I got him for 49 strikes. So, yeah, we talked about how important that was for him. 67. percent I'll take that all day. Absolutely. You know, we talked about him having, you know, his walks to strikeout ratio last year weren't that great, and so he's done a great job getting the ball around the plate. He will see for having the name on the nine-one-two hitters. 
This is where all the trouble started for C.J. back in the uh, third inning. It didn't start, it didn't start trouble. He, got, he struck out the first two hitters he's seen, the nine and the one nine and the one hitter, and then the trouble started with the two hitter, and that's how A-Town scored their run. So, Yeah, important here to get this guy here before we get to the top. Coming off a of one, two, three, and eight, four. Johnson, his first one of the ball game back in the fourth. I don't see it. I don't see anybody warming up for him. Throws on hand. He's going to hit the nine pitcher or nine hitter in the foot. So that might have hit his shirt. Oh, is his shirt okay? Yeah, it yeah. was high. I don't. know. It didn't even. I don't know. Obviously, it did. I seen him. By the time I looked up from looking at my score sheet, I seen his foot kick out, and I thought maybe it hit his foot, but it was up high. I'd like to see Braun come in because he's definitely bumped right here. And uh, Darst, who singled his last time up, sitting in the three-hole on deck here. Absolutely something you can get started here. I don't know if Slagle, I don't have any, uh, Slagle had no stance as far as running last last And we'll bump right back to driven in front of the plate. Almodar gets it, and it's going to be too late. Yeah. Took a little too long to get it down to, uh, took a little too long to get yeah. rid of it, and that's, and that's what cost him. Base hit, boy, Rotifer flew down that line. Yeah, he did get down that line. But, again, there's got to be a little sense of urgency. But uh, he beat it out. I mean, we, if me and you agree with it, he beat it out. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yep, so, yep. I thought he was safe. I, I knew it was going to be a tough play by the time he got rid of it. I think same thing's happening here. I think you're going to see him put the ball. See if Dorst was asked to sacrifice last year. No, no sacrifice bumps, at least on the stats. I got off of uh, the A-Town Game Changer account. He does have a sacrifice fly, but no actual sacrifices, which it looked like A-Town only had two all season, which had, they probably had to have had more. This one you missed maybe on some of them Game Changer accounts. Right. Coach uh, Jordan Ball out for his first mound visit as a varsity coach. There you go. Put that one in the uh, scrapbook. Get him a picture. Johnson in a little bit of trouble here in the top of the fifth inning. He's got two runners on, nobody out, first and second. Darst, who's one for two with a single. Darst was two for three in the win over Farmington last week. So he's on three for five on the season. Off a 300-year last spring. Yeah, i, I got to believe there's going to be something, whether runners going or him putting the butt down, especially in a one-all game. Yeah, with, with Stone King, which I, you know, again, he's on the pitch count. I don't know how much longer Stone King's going to go, but missing inside is Johnson. 1-0. Two darts. He didn't square, at least that time. He's still looking down to the signs of Coach Dugan. Johnson gets his sign, checks the runners to the plate. Inside misses for ball two. Can't load him up here with the three, four guys. Now, no, you got Darst up there going old school. No fatty clubs. Look at that. Looks a little warmer. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that when it's 50 degrees. I'll tell you that right now. Get one on the hands. They might hurt for a week. <laughs> so you got a handful of, handful of bees. <laughs> Thanks for strike. On the inside corner, 2-1 count. Darst didn't quite agree with that. I don't know, a 2 old pitch, you got to think he's coming up. Put on that pitch. Yeah. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah, you're the, you're, you definitely got to get aggressive here. 2-1 from Johnson. Swung on right at the third baseman. Good scoop. 
Braun gets the out at first, tries to throw to first. It won't be in time. It's kind of a dangerous throw, kind of a leap throw from third base when you're probably not going to get Darce. But that was a nice play by Silas to get the first down. Great play. I almost questioned whether he caught it. I was air. just looking to see if maybe they were checking with the umpire if it was caught in the air. I seen a bunch of dirt kick up, but I couldn't see if it was from his feet or the ball. Yeah, it's more of a impressive play if he caught it on the short hop like that because that ball was hit really hard. So they do get the out of third. That moves Rodifer up to second, and Darce reaches on the fielder's choice. So Kellen Hook will dig in. He's got a single and a double. For ooh, good starter there by uh, C.J. Johnson. He had he had Hook bailing out, got the arms up and everything, and it falls in for a strike. Yeah, I think he did a lot better job going to get the curveball out in front of him instead of trying to make it curve. That ball had great action. Hook singled in the first, doubled in the third. Ball low by Johnson. Evens the count at 1-1 with one away. Runners at first and second. one nothing having to name on top of the fifth inning. Trying to add on to the lead. I'd like to see those guys hold him on second a little bit more. Darcy get to beat the butt out. So obviously he can run. So. Pitch on the way. Popped up on the infield. Almagar trying to track it. And it's top of the press box, as you can probably hear that over the microphone. <laughs> Zach pitched his uh, mask and just about pitched it right in his own way. I'm not going to say who, but I've <laughs> never seen somebody in the, in the, in the where we're announcing for the announcement booth run out of the way of a foul ball, but <laughs> Dean and Neil <laughs> sure was making tracks. We're <laughs> <laughs> See, this is forward operator. It's called timing. It's Dina back in the press box. Yeah. Ground ball to the third base. It's going to stay foul. Up the count remains one and two. Good. Going to have to get Dina off the track over here next to the. Dina, come back. It's okay. <laughs> That's why she loves us, right there. Yeah, exactly. I, I hope you're using air quotes around the word love. Yeah, that's right. One and two pitch from Johnson with one away. In the dirt, check swing, and no. Yeah, the umpire looks like he's got that stance like he wants to throw them hands up. Somebody check it. That's the I'm ready to yeah. throw my hands up stance. As it is, it's ball and dirt, so that even is counted 2-2 with one away. Johnson to the plate. High, 3-2 now. That fills it up. Big pitch right here. Johnson had 76 pitches coming into this inning. The team, he's sitting about 89 right now, so he's approaching that 90 pitch mark. Thomas Roseville on the schedule has West Central on Wednesday. They've got Kiwani on Friday. Both of those are on the road. In the dirt, ball four, that loads them up for Stone King. Now, I didn't, uh, I can't see no, down Nobody's there. warming up nobody's yet. Warming up. You let him go to 90, you might as well let him get to 100 yeah. at this point. Stone King, who he has struck out looking and walked. Bases loaded. Nobody out will see what the uh, middle infield does. You're left-handed hitting Stone King. So there, is, there is one out. Oh, yeah, one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was seeing that maybe the uh, middle infield was coming in. They're seeing ball one on the first pitch. Looks like the corners are in, short, uh, the short second, and it's just about maybe 
call it double play depth. They have very deep double play depth, though, right? I'm going to take a couple steps in with the pitch, but but you've got their four pitter up. You don't know if you want to give them big in. Strike. Good pitch from Johnson. It's an outside corner. It had to be right at the knees. Good pitch from Olegar. 1-1, one, one, one away. Bases juiced. one nothing A-Town. Trying to add to it. Squaring and funny a foul is Stone King. Now Stone King's in the hole 1-2. That's a, a gutsy call with 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Especially with, field number, in. Well, especially with your number four hitter up. Yeah. The only thing I can say about Coach Dugan is you expect the unexpected. <laughs> That's just in life in general with Dugan, isn't it? Well, I'm going to say baseball, so I can believe the fifth. <laughs> there you go. One and two. This would be a huge strikeout for Johnson. Right Pitch on the way. Inside corner and strike three. Down looking at Stone King for the second time. Unhittable pitch. That was a great pitch. Yes, it was. Right there. Even if he did put that in play, it was going to be a dribbler somewhere. Yeah, that was a great location. So now two away and Leighton Damewood, who is over two today, but he has put the ball in play a couple times. Grounded out to third and flew out to the left fielder. So seems to be uh, obviously a pull hitter here for the right-handed hitting Leighton Damewood. Strike. Curveball up high. Kind of a hard curveball there. Buckled his knees, though. So ahead, Boy, if Johnson can get out of this mess, huge. Daywood again had a great last spring, and swung on and missed. So 0-2 to Daywood with two away. Well, this is where you really, really, really got to focus yeah. on your pitcher. Yeah, really got to focus. Take one shot at making and hit your pitch, and they go get him. You got to focus on this pitch being your best Look one. Look at on the plate. I'm busting him at that. He is all over the plate. Look how close. Choking up, trying to put it in play. Does put it on play to the third baseman. Across the diamond, and Braun throws him out. Nice play by Braun going to his left. Great it's a high play. five from the shortstop Jones. I'm not sure if Jones could. I'm not sure if Jones throws him out from that from that angle across the diamond. Nope, I would agree with you. That's a great play by Braun. And that ends the inning. After loading the bases with one away, Johnson gets Stone King to strike out and Leighton Daywood to ground out. You know, gut check by by CJ on the mound, but I think the key play is the 1-1 bunt that was fouled that put the, the batter at a you know disadvantage. That's nine runners left on base for A-Town here through the first five innings. They've got four hits and one run to show for it. We'll come back for the bottom of the fifth in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Sunny Lane Field as Wild Thing brings us in. And it was a little bit of a wild thing there by C.J. Johnson there in that left inning, but buckled down and got the strikes when he needed it. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the importance of him getting ahead, and, and he struggled for a couple batters, but when he needed it, he really, really grinded it out. Really big gut check for him. That, that's a big pitch for him. Led the inning off with hitting the nine guy. Had a walk thrown in there to the three-hitter, Kellen Hook, and... Did what he needed to do. Got a strikeout looking on a great pitch to Stone King and then got Damewood to uh, ground out. And, again, a nice play by Silas Braun to uh, going to his left and have to throw. Of course, you know, he's a quarterback. He's ready to run the left and throw in the back. Right. I mean, but, but a great play to go get it because, like you say, I, Jones could have fielded it, but I don't think he could have thrown him out. 
good, good strong arm by Silas Brown for sure. Leading off the bottom of the fifth from Mama Throws is Leo Mahoney. Swings and misses. On the pitch from Stone King, who's back out there. I got Stone King at 58 pitches through the first four. Very efficient. And 42 strikes. We were talking about uh, um, CJ's strike percentage. Yeah, I'd almost like to see the, the Titans, you know, get up on the plate a little bit more and make him come inside. He, he doesn't seem comfortable coming inside, but he can pepper that outside. And again, the corner. tried it again, but just was just off the plate a little bit, but right in kind of the same spot we've seen him all day. And if you watch a left-hander throw, his ball is going to tail away from a right-handed batter toward that outside corner. So getting up on the plate can help get that ball a little bit more. There's two, another one right there. 2-1 pitch to Mahoney and fouled straight back. Just off the end of the bat, you take six inches up. That's right in the fat part of the bat. Yeah, look away, drive it that way, and make him come inside. Make him beat you inside. I don't think he's comfortable there. 2-2 two, two, to Mahoney. one nothing A-Town. Bottom of the fifth inning over Monmouth Roseville. Little dribbler up the third baseline. It's going to stay foul. The count stays at 2-2. Two and two. Johnson at the 96 pitch mark, unofficially, in my book. And there is somebody yeah, wanting There's some action down there in the tight bullpen, as we can see down there. My old eyes, they can't possibly see who that is. I'm going to start bringing some, let's start bringing some, <laughs> some uh, binoculars like we do for football. And a dribbler in front of the plate, and Bonehouse pulls off the bag. That's going to be an E2. Is that a dribbler off the bag? Because I was looking down at my no, score it sheet. A, it was a swingy. Swingy. Want to drop third strike yeah. again? Yeah. Wow, that's the second time today. Just a little bit nonchalant again from him, thinking it was going to be too easy and throw the ball wide at first. Good hustle, though, to get down there on that drop third stroke by Mahoney. Hopefully we get something going here. Yeah, that's a drop third strike, and that's an E2 because he, he had him easily beat, and he just threw it away. Yep. Look at Mahoney. He'd come in on that pickoff move there from Stone King. That was a high throw from Stone King, but Mahoney almost went right into it. you got to get down and get dirty there a little bit. Not a huge lead for Leo. Outside, first pitch to Ty Casaro, grounded out to the pitcher back in the second inning. So the Titans with the first time today, no, second time today. Silas Braun reached on a drop third strike in the second inning. It's only the second leadoff batter to reach for Mala Throwsville. Swung on a miss by Cassaro. One on one to count to die. I'd like to see him put the ball, you know, fun a ball and play and make him feel it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm kind of curious or not. not trying to at least move. Like you said, put it in play. They haven't put it in play a ton. Swung on a miss by Cassaro. Now he's down on the count, one and two. Now, third baseman, who was just even with the bag, wasn't really in on the grass a whole lot. Now he even takes a couple more steps back. One and two pitch on the way, swung and missed by Casaro. So out number one. That's one of the non-productive outs. I don't mind it out. Make it productive. Yeah, I mean, not saying third baseman can't do it, but I'd like to see him make, have to make some plays. You know, anytime he's got a field that throw, if somebody else got to catch it got a chance of something bad happen, especially in high school baseball. Now, coming in on Tyler Jones a little bit, his third base, and he has two full steps on the grass. Now takes another one. Pitch to Jones in the dirt, ball one. And like you said, just getting a runner on. We haven't had a whole lot of runners on. Getting a runner on and just getting him out of uh, his comfortability, 
Well, out of the stretch anyway. Yeah, I don't know if it's disruptive for him, but it puts pressure on everybody out there. And then a bunt, he even adds to that. Throw over. Getting back in time. Coach Ferguson's going to give him Leo's ear a little bit. Doesn't mind you coming back there in the dirt, Leo. Yeah, that's okay. Now get up and go now. And it gets by the first baseman on the pickoff, so Mahoney will get the second on the errant throw by Stone Kings. Now the Titans got something working here with one away. Really, two errors have put him in that position. Error by Darst behind the plate on the drop third strike, because that should have been thrown out. And now the errant pickoff by Stone Kings. The reverse sacrifice bunt. Right. Up and away, 2-0 to Jones. On deck is Pullen, Charlie Pullen. Here comes Coach Dugan. Coach Dugan's jogging out there. He's going to need some oxygen. Right, well, he stopped about halfway. Here. There you go. That's that's a doogie I want to see right there. <laughs> I can say that about Coach Can't wait until he goes back and listen. So, I'm going to get a text. I guarantee it. You or me. <laughs> Hopefully it's censored. <laughs> Coach Dugan out to talk to Stone King. I've got Stone King unofficially. Hey, I've invited him to a workout, and he's declined. So that's his own fault. Stone King has 70 pitches, and he went 65 with him right the other night. Uh, and he said he was on a pitch count. Normally, when you say that, it's anywhere between 65 and 70. You don't want to go much over 70 if you say he's on a pitch count. Right. And Jones, he's only given up one hit. That was a dribbler by... by Back to uh, our trifecta, you betcha. Yeah, there you go. First hit, first RBI. 2-0 pitch from Stone King, and he misses. 3-0 now. Hasn't been behind many batters. No, absolutely not. No, that's the... uh, As I'm looking back through, that's the first... uh, Second three-ball count on the hitter. Brooks took him to nine pitches back in the first inning and ball four. First walk given up by Stone King. Showing a little vulnerability here in this bottom of the fifth inning. Yeah, early in the year, you know, could be getting tired a little bit. Probably getting a little bit colder. Lots of clouds now wind, so it's cooling off. So maybe his maybe his grip's not as good. One away, pulling up the eight hitter. He's uh, struck out in the third, and Chandler also struck out behind him in the third. So Stone King could at least try to find. And a little bump there by Pullen. Stone King will field it and throw him out. And that will move the runners up to second and third. Pretty good bump there by Pullen. Very good bump. Got down the line good, too. I was just going to tell you, I wouldn't be as opposed to see a bump right here. So, good bump, though. And if he is starting to get a little wild, maybe thought process, maybe throw one to the backstop. Almost beat it out. I mean, he got down the line. Yeah. You know, Coach Ferguson... Uh, a hop, skip, and a jump down there, thinking maybe he was safe. But he, at least from, from up here, he looked out. I think all of us first base coaches are on the second first base. That's true. That's very true. Not that we'd ever beg. No. No. Huh? No. And whatever the call was, we would, we would be happy with. Nine hitter, Derek Chandler. No. I'd like uh, to see him bunt it and beat it out. Yeah. This, this guy right here can fly. Yes, he can. Huh? I, uh,. First pitch, good pitch from Stone King. Strike one called to Chandler. Yeah, I've enjoyed watching that young man play football and basketball. Man, what a tough kid. Yeah. Yeah. See if he can get a couple RBIs. 
eyes here. Swung on a miss, late swing by Chandler. Didn't make his, up his mind uh, too quick on that one. Now he's down on, in the hole 0-2. Just put it in play there. Chandler last year hit 143. Just seven plate appearances, though. 0-2. And swung on a miss by Chandler. Stone King, we talked about Johnson really battling back after getting into some trouble. So did Parker Stone King. Yeah, big pitch by him, too. You know, he uh, struggled for a couple batter, batters finding the, the strike zone, but uh, surely come back good against Chandler. No runs, no hits. There were a couple of errors in that inning. Our first errors of the ball game, I think. I don't think Mama's Rose has got any. No, our first two errors of the ball game results in no runs for Mammoth Roseville as Stone King gets a bunt, bunt out and then a strike count of the nine hitting Derek Chandler. Still one up in A-Town leading Mammoth Roseville. We'll be back in 30 seconds, ready for the sixth inning. Welcome back to Sunny Lane Field. We have a pitching change for Monmouth Roseville. We head to the sixth inning. C.J. Johnson's out after five innings and unofficially 96 pitches for C.J. So Silas Brown will take the mound. We'll try to get to see where everybody's moving. I think C.J. and him just flip-flop. I think so. That's what it looks like. Yeah, number five, Johnson's going to go to uh, third base and Braun. Solid outing, though. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, we talked about the importance of strikeouts and walks, and I think his numbers today are going to show he made a vast improvement over last year, so that's a good start for him. I've got him giving up four hits, one run, um, and I, yeah, that's earned with wild pitch, so uh, one earned run. Uh, 61 strikes for, for uh, CJ, so he's putting him about 62%. Really good, I think, for the first outing. Yeah, very good. You know, got to figure in the last, and he probably got a little bit tired, so Solid outing for him. Johnson moves over to third base here in the top of the sixth inning, and Braun will take the mound. Looking at Braun's stats from last year, Silas, 14 innings pitched, got into five ball games, did get uh, did get four starts. Uh, 14 innings, that's, uh, that's, not a, that's not a lot. He's going deep in ball games. He was 0-3 with a uh, 6.50 ERA, 14 strikeouts, 23 walks. Or you know, again, you know, 51%. That's right, right where, that's right where all my eyes went to. You know, he gotta, he's got to get ahead. And, and he, you know, hopefully saw the importance of getting ahead like CJ did. And once you do that, it makes everything else better. 51% strikes for Brawl uh, and only 56% first pitch strikes. And we've been talking to old broadcasts on how big first pitch strikes are. At every level. Yeah. No matter yeah. the level. Do you need I can't rattle him off now, but if you Google like first pitch strikes or you know, batters count on what their, their averages are based on pitching count, the numbers are staggered. I mean, so the importance of that first pitch strike or a 1-1 pitch that now becomes 1-2 is just, it's huge. The numbers are just incredible. And, and even and even big old you know fat strikes right down the middle strikes because very rarely at the high school level is is any kid and I don't know the, I definitely don't know the percentages on that but just looking at the uh, looking at my book here there's not many swings on first pitches so just just literally go after them on that first right. pitch man yeah. I mean if you got to throw it down the middle throw it down the middle but get ahead and count Ben Brady in for the first at bat against Braun good giddy up there by Braun throws it right by Brady for strike one. <clears throat> Brady swinging and missing. 
I've seen Tyler with his arm all football season. I know that uh, I know arm strength isn't a problem here with uh, this level. Yeah. Yep. This is with pitch number two, so that evens the count at 1-1. Brady's grounded out and struck out. over for 2 for A-Town. Top of the sixth, Tornadoes lead the Titans 1-0. Good, well-pitched ball game. Good, well-played ball game. Had a couple errors that last inning, but it's been pretty clean up until then. Yeah, and you'd almost, you want to say you expect it because of how many players each team has coming back. But then again, it's, you know, first time out for MR. And so, um, it, it, is, it is a good, good ball game. Good strike there uh, taken by Brady. A good piece of that inner half. Well, Ben, even the count of 2-2. Yeah, we, and we've been talking about the players coming back from out of Roseville. And there, there are a lot of players coming back. Foul ball down the third baseline. Uh, stage foul. Uh, and there's still just one senior. So even even this year, any success this year, you kind of look at it as, as kind of ahead of schedule one year, similar to your girls' basketball team. Yeah, and that's You had a great year, and a lot, almost all of that's coming back. Yeah. So it's I, almost a, a year ahead of schedule. In the dirt, swung on a miss as Almadar tracks down the air and pitch and throws it down to Brooks for the out, one out. Now, you always hate losing seniors and especially somebody that contributes, but knowing that you're only losing one and you have a lot of people back, it, it just gives you a great feel. And we'll bring up Tanner Clockingay. He's walked and grounded out. But one away here in the sixth inning. Rollins Silas' first inning and fourth on the mound. You know, Derek is, is the only senior, and it, it's one of those things, you know, like Bell Thompson. With my own senior, it's the kid. If you're going to have one senior, it's the type of kid you want to enter program. Yes, I, I agree. Great for the younger kids. Great work ethic. Hard working. So, one little pitch from Braun, taken for a strike. A late call there by the home plate umpire, but a strike nonetheless. Early or late, still counts in the count as a strike. And it was a good call. It was a good call. <laughs> As always. 1 1 pitch from Braun. Curveball and strike in the dirt. Kind of dropped by Omagar and still called the strike. One of the ones where you drop it, you just expect it. Yeah. Ball call. 1 and 2 from Braun to Tanner Clockengay, third baseman for A Town. 0-2, he was uh, 0-1. In last week's win against Farmington, 5-1. A-Town, 1-0 into the day. Ball in the dirt. He was at a 2-2. And you wonder, if, you know, if, if Coach Dugan's teaching these guys to get up all over the plate. But again, to me, it looks like this guy is just all over the inside, you know, up on the plate and just would have a hard time getting to a pitch on the inside. This, this, this at bat here has been kind of a microcosm of probably just looking at the stats of what Silas went through. Ooh, good, good pitch taken or uh, swung on and missed by clocking a big old looping curveball. Very good. Nice change of speed, but better yet, good action. I had good movement. Yeah, I mean, going back to the point I was going to make before that last pitch, we've seen a couple pitches in the dirt, hard and. Really not close to the plate. Then he throws that beautiful curveball. He threw a, a nice fastball in that sequence, but just kind of all over the place. Yeah, it, it makes as a batter, it makes you very uncomfortable, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't, don't dig in because you don't know where it's coming. 
always thought, you know, a guy like him, big, strong kid that throws hard, your first pitch should be about three feet above the batter's head. And <laughs> well, nope, yep. Randy Johnson, uh, John Crutchfield. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Taking for a strike. So, 0-2 to fifth. Followed up by a slow curveball. It's like, what's coming next, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not even going to guess. No. I'm just going to try to get through this that fast. Yeah. Just don't hit me. <laughs> Fenton has struck out twice already, going for the sombrero, and he does as Brown blows it by. Fenton swallowing a miss for out number three, strikeout number two for Silas Brown. One, two, three in the inning for the A-Town Tornadoes. No runs, no hits, no errors, and no runners left on base as we go to the bottom of the sixth inning. It is A-Town one, Mama throws zero. We'll be back. Thanks for tuning in to High School Baseball today on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Getting ready to go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Mama throws a little starting to run out of time here. They only trail by one, though, one nothing. We have a new pitcher on the mound for the uh, having to name on Tornadoes. It is Parker Darst coming in for, for uh, Parker Stone King. So Stone King goes five innings, gives up just the one hit, just the one little dribbler down to the third baseline that, that we call the hit. I'm still sticking with it. It's still a hit. Even if that's the only one they get the rest of the game, that's still a hit. They should have made the players right. or a hit to hit, right? Yep. So, uh, looking at Darst staff last year, um, 13 innings. It was 2-1 and one on the season. A 2.15 ERA, 20 strikeouts and 6 walks for uh, Darst. Pretty good solid season there in the shortened season. 58% strike percentage. Yeah, get a little better probably. You know, he, had, he got an inning the other night against Farmington. You know, 16 pitches in the one inning, one strikeout. We don't know walk, so, you know, it's not like he's going to come in and blow everybody away, but I, I would imagine he's going to be around the plate. This is um, going to be Monmouth Roseville's chance to make a little noise here. they got the top of the order, Zach Olmegar, C.J. Johnson, and Justin Brooks. First pitch, curveball outside. 1-0 to Olmegar. Didn't even, uh, didn't even sniff the plate on that first pitch. A good outing here by Stone King. We have just the one hit, no runs. Uh, Strikeout-wise, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten strikeouts for, for uh, Stone King. Two and zero oh now. That's one of the first two pitches to Omagar is Darst. Yeah, nice job by Stone King being around the plate, you know, hitting the outside corner just repeatedly. So a nice job by him. Omagar takes ball three up and away. So three and zero. Oh, they count to the leadoff hitter Zach Omagar. I had uh, I had Stone King for 76 pitches, 53 strikes. That's pretty darn solid right there. That's around that 67% mark, 68% mark maybe. Yeah, you know, lots of strikes, but being left-handed also adds another element to it because kids probably haven't seen a ton of left-handed guys. And this is with four straight. So the leadoff hitter on for Monmouth Roseville via a walk. Now we'll see. Uh, we'll get to see maybe some of Coach Ball's strategies here. Yeah. Nice to see the leadoff hitter on. Zach can run a little bit, so hopefully we see some action here. Zach, uh, no limited time at the varsity level as a, as a uh, freshman last year. Zach, uh, uh, no steals. Did get caught stealing once, and a strike taken to C.J. Johnson. He was taken all the way up to four balls. That is so good to see. Yeah. So many times last spring I've seen guys hacking away after a four-pitch walk. Well, and, I, and you got a guy that was playing center field now behind the plate catches, so got to believe he doesn't have his scooters on the stars. So. In the dirt. Boy, that's a nice stop. Although he did a, did a really good nice job stop. right there, shifting his feet, getting out in front of that. 
Mm, that's uh, yeah, Leighton Damewood back there. Damewood uh, caught the second most uh, innings last year behind Darst, but he did get a good. He got 19 innings back to play last year. Yeah, cool. experience back there. No go here and no squaring around and in the dirt. Ball two, two and one. So behind C.J. Johnson, got Justin Brooks on deck, who we talked earlier in the ball game back in the first inning on how great a season Justin had. Two six two out RBIs. It wouldn't be two outs here, but and missing high. The throw down to first from the catcher is not in times, but a three one count to C.J. Johnson. Chance to get himself off the hook here. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the importance of strikes, and, and Darf's come in struggling a little bit, and so two base runners on would be nice. So dig in on one pitch right here at 3-1 and see what happens. No go. Pitch right on the outside corner. Good pitch from Darst. That makes the uh, count full 3 2 here. So now what do you do? Do you get Omidar going here on the full count? You know, you got that. Don't want to run into a double play. No, for sure. <clears throat> no, it's not with Brooks on deck. Yeah. Um, power hitting wise last year, four doubles for Justin. No triples, no homers, 16 RBIs, though. You'd like to get, you'd like to get Zach second here. Somehow make a productive out. And in the dirt, all four, two straight walks. Now, big time trouble here for tornadoes in the sixth. As you got the three, four, five hitters coming up: Brooks, Braun, and Mahoney. Right man in the right spot, right here. Little team gathering at the mound for A Town. And Damewood says, "I guess I better go out." By the time he gets out, they'll bring it up. <laughs> they are. They wouldn't feel their head back to their spots by the time the catcher gets out there. The catcher should be the one definitely you want, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you got to let him hit, don't you? I think so. I was just—I was actually just going to pose the question: Do you do you, do you, square, yeah, <laughs> do you square around Brooks here or not? He does—he had no sacrifices last year, but again, Miles Rose only has one book, so that could have been skewed a little bit. Surely, I've seen a bunt at least once in the past last season. Drive right to the first baseman. It's going to be a double play. As uh, just right at the first baseman and not able to scramble back with C.J. Johnson. And that's going to line into a double play. That was worst case scenario. I'd say worst case. You still have a runner in scoring position. But right. second worst case scenario there for Monmouth Roosevelt. Tough break. You know, hit the ball hard. Great play by Stone King, who was pitching. <laughs> now first base. Yeah, why not make a play yourself? Makes a great play and then doubles him up off first, so. So now Braun still got a chance to drive in the tire run. Two away runner on second. In the dirt. In front. Now going to third and making it there. Boy, that's a good jump there by Zach Almagar. Great job, but a good play by the third base. The two not letting the ball go into left field. Left fielder came charging hard, but he may have been too close. Yeah, I think that's if that's a, definitely not any angle where the throw is coming, for sure. Now, but a great play by Zach. You know, make him throw it around. You never know what happens now. Now we're one pitch away from a tie game. Yeah, we've seen him. We've seen him in the dirt a couple times here in this uh, sixth inning. It's something skipping away. One little count to Braun, who boy just right in, and it literally had to be right at the knees on that outside corner. Plus, it puts a lot of pressure on infielders now. Now anybody yeah. takes ties in the game, where if he's on second, no margin for error. No, 
1-1 pitch to Braun. Two away. Tying run at third. Just off the outside edge. Two and one. So Braun heading the count here. Tonight you got two types of infielders out there. The one guy out there that's ready to hit the ball team. I'm going to make this play. And on the other end, you got the guy that's going to hit the ball. It is anybody but me. Hopefully we can find that guy. Three <laughs> one. This is this is uh, I don't know if this is by design, but they are staying away from Braun here. Yeah. You got Mahoney at the plate who didn't get any. Uh, well, you got six six plate appearances last spring for Monmouth Roseville, but stay completely away from Braun. Now inside corner ball four. And they didn't want any part nope. of him. Absolutely not. Ball in that dirt. The old unintentional intentional walk. So. That can sometimes come back to bite you by throwing one in the dirt or up high when right. you don't really mean to, and, or you try and miss and you groove one. You know, if you're going to walk, put put the guy off. Yeah, at this I, level, I at this level, put the guy off. Right, because you're not at the collegiate level and the pro level. He might be able to get him get himself out. Right, but you know, at the high school level, that's not going to happen. So Coach Dugan out for another chat. Runners on first and third. Um, I know Coach Ball said he wants to be aggressive. Is this and 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 here's my theory on this: Braun, who's pretty quick, maybe get himself on a rundown. And Zach Almagar, who's got who's got a little quickness. He's not like zero to he's not 100 yards fast, but he's 30 yards fast, right? And he's smart. He's the one that took third on the ball in the dirt earlier. Do you try to steal a run here? Well, I think I, I think if you do it, I think you've got to stop and get in a rundown. Yes, I don't yeah, think you, it's a straight steal. You can't straight steal. You've got to get in a rundown here. What if you took off early and try and get a ball? Or that? If you're going to do that, right? That's another good move. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to do that anyway, just just really try to coax the ball. Out. They That's had 14, good call. Fourteen innings last year, one inning this year. Early in the year, take off hard and, and make a splint and call the ball. First and third, two outs. There goes the runner and it's straight steal. I guess he's just going to take. I tell you what, he's got two steals a day, and he's got two incredibly good jumps. Yeah. I mean, really good jumps. So then he puts runners on second and third, takes the force out of play. So now the ball's got to go across the diamond. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Throw that factor in there again. Put the ball in play. One or no count to Mahoney. And this time a strike right down the middle. Unless unless you are taking all the way, that's a pitch to heck at. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the best piece. That's a good point. That's the best pitch you're probably going to see in this at bat. 1 1 pitch on the way, swung on this by Mahoney. So now Darst is one pitch away from getting out of that. Hopefully he can stay off this curve. Bite something off here, put it in play. Titans have had a couple runners reach on drop third strikes today so far. 1 2 pitch from Darst, two away. And swung on and missed the strikeout by Mahoney. Ends the threat for Mount Roseville here in the bottom of the sixth inning. No runs on no hits. Three walks in the inning. No errors and three runners left on base. That's six total runners left on for Mount Roseville. Five in the last two innings. We'll come back for the seventh here at Sunny Lane Field. One nothing, eight town. Back here at Sunny Lane Field as Silas Brown goes out for his second inning of work. We're in the seventh inning. Quickly moving ball game here. We're not even about an hour and a half in. I know. Well, I guess we're getting close to two-hour mark. Never mind. Start at 4 30. Uh, we'll get close to two-hour mark, which isn't bad for tight baseball. You've been around this program uh, as long as I have probably. It's definitely probably even a little longer. 
Mama's Rose was pretty notorious at playing some long baseball games through the years. <laughs> yeah, that would be a I mean, average game. wide. Yeah. You know, they always say, we're going to play a JV game after the park Boy, <laughs> you're going to play one inning. You know? So, but no, first four innings went quick, maybe even five innings quick. And then pitching changed, and then uh, Dar struggled a bit. But, you know, Bronk came in and did a nice job. So, hopefully we get a quick one, two, three in here, and we'll put some pressure on them. It'll be the nine, one, two. Um, hitters in the order for eight times. This is the third time. Every time the nine hitters come up, he's let off an inning. This will be his third time up. Clay Slagle. He is 0 for 2, 0 for 1. Struck out looking in the third and got hit by a pitch in the fifth. We're going to call that grazed. Grazed. We're yeah. not going to have I was looking down. We're not going to have a hit by pitch. We're going to have grazed. grazed. It's a GBP. Yeah, it's GBP. <laughs> Nobody will know what it is. 2015 pitches at the uh, sixth inning for Braun. This is low with pitch number one to Slagle. And Coach Dugan probably has him taken right here. Try and get him on base any way he can. The uh, top, the first four hitters have done, uh, done the damage for the uh, tornado style to play one one on Slagle. One on the throws, though, they will have six, seven, eight. Pakistano, Tyler Jones, Charlie Pullen. The scheduled hitters, I don't know if Coach, Bell, uh, Coach Ball will go to his bench or not. Swung on and missed. Pitch up around the shoulders. Not a ton of humor. It took a little off of that one. It didn't look like it had to pop. Yeah. The way his curveball's been working, you know, it's a nine hitter, I know, but he's had some good action. One, two pitch on the way. And swung all the mess in the dirt. There it is. Almodar comes up clean and throws it down to third. One away. He's really located this curveball one today. And it's got good motion, good downward motion on it. But uh, I think his location on that is really good. Rodifer, who punted for a hit back in the fifth, and he struck out a couple times. It's been kind of pesky up there. A couple strikeouts, but even those at-bats were just wouldn't surprise me to get a punt for a hit now even. Yeah, say Johnson or, or Coach Ball has sensed it and moved Johnson in, but Johnson's in on the grass, third. They back him up to the edge. See him looking in the dugout there. 1 0 pitch to Rodifer. Popped up to the third base from C.J. Johnson, getting close to the dugout, and he makes the play. A lot of white out of that play. Yeah, yeah, there was. He, was. he was fighting it quite a bit there. I don't I'm sure it's I'm sure it's probably still windy out there. At the end of the day, I'm sure we saw two hands on that ball and it's an out, right? <laughs> <laughs> like two away here for Brolin. I can say the sun got in his eyes, but that might be sort of difficult today. Over well, radio, they don't know what's doing here in Mama. Yeah, that's right. It, it's heaven here, so it'll be sunny, right? There you go. Good. Good little curveball there from Brolin uh, to start the at bat to Darst. I had Dar Spool there. Actually, I haven't seen too many first pitch curveballs from Silas. Ground ball to Johnson. Stays down on the ball that hugs the ground. A good strong throw over to Brooks. That's a quick inning. That gets your, that gets your hitters in the dugout quick. That's a very good inning. Just what the Titans need to get back, get some runners on base. Eight pitch inning for Silas Braun will get his hitters to the plate. Titans have one more shot here. Bottom of the seventh inning. They trail one nothing here at Sunny Lane Field. We'll be back in one minute. 
Welcome back to Sunny Lane Field here on our first spring sports broadcast of the Prairie Communication Sports Network. High school baseball, Mom and Roseville having an A-bomb, but it's a pretty well-played game, one nothing A-town. Had some runners on, so one of those games was like one nothing and nothing happened. It's been a lot of happening. Yeah, we've, we had our chance that last inning, but, uh, you know, an unfortunate break. You know, Justin hit a ball really hard. First base makes a great play double up first. One of those bad breaks, but uh, now you got to make your own break and uh, get a base runner on here and see what happens. Casaro will lead off the bottom of the seventh four moment throws. Look, Darst back out there trying to lock it down for Parker Stone King. Stone King went the first five. Darst came in and pitched himself into trouble and then pitched himself out of trouble in the sixth inning. And the first pitch swung on the miss by Casaro. I think I might have jinxed the uh, tights there a little bit, I thought. We were talking about strikeouts from last year, and they had a ton of strikeouts last year. 144 is team. It's about 17 balls. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, they got to shorten up. Just put the ball in play. The importance of putting the ball in play can't be. We can't talk about that enough. 11 strikeouts today for Mammoth Roseville, and 0-2 is Casaro. He takes second pitch for a strike and swings and misses. At pitch number three, so the 12th strikeout for Mama Roseville. That's the second one for Casaro. And Tyler Jones starting shortstop for the Titans. Jones, just a, what did we say he was? He's a sophomore. Yeah. yeah. I think he's basically he's walked and grounded out at the plate, made a couple decent plays on the at the field. It's pretty, pretty comfortable. Yeah, I mean, he's made some great defensive plays. You know, going back to the Titan of basketball, you know, 12 with the 19 outs. Ball to the 18 outs are, are strikeouts. They put the ball in play. There's two errors in the same inning. That just shows the importance of putting the ball in play. And good curveball by Tars. Boy, he had the sophomore Tyler Jones. The knees were shaking. The, the shoulders were moving. That was a good pitch for strike two. Yeah. Woo. So 0 2 to Tyler Jones and swings and misses for out number two in the second strikeout of the inning. The third strikeout by Darst and the 13th strikeout for Monmouth Roseville in the ballgame. I chalk this up to the first, just the first ballgame. We're going to chalk it up to. The problem is 144 last year is patterned at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a true statement. I... Charlie Pullen going to try to keep the Titans. Hopes alive with two away, bottom of the seventh. They trail one nothing. Another good curveball by Darst. Definitely found his rhythm. Ooh. Yeah. That seven or eight strikes in a row. That is. That's seven pitches, seven strikes this inning, and then three in the last half. Ten pitches, ten strikes, three strikeouts, and make it another strike, a swing and a miss by Pullen. So the Titans down to their final strike here in the season opener for Monmouth Roseville. Four games canceled last week. It's the rain. Some beautiful days last week, but they were never on the days the Titans were playing. No, you're right. And Darst is human. He just threw his first ball in the past 12 pitches. So that still gives the Titans a chance here. One and two to pull him with two away. Nine hitter on deck, Derek Chandler. One two pitch from Darst. And swung on a miss of uh, about a shoulder high fastball from Darst. And that is the strikeout. Four straight strikeouts for Dars. Three in this inning, and that is your ball game. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left on base. The Titans held a one hit. The dribbler up the uh, up the line there. 
was the only hit that dad today. Couple in ball games can't get you know can't get on you know base more than they did and and uh, put the ball in play. But uh, young learning experience still better. Still yeah. Better. Well, pitching lots of Titans is fantastic. The, uh, the, uh, the Tornadoes put five runs up on Farmington last week, held the Farmington Farmers to one, and most of the time you hold a team to one, you're going to get the W. Yeah, and it's not like they were against, I mean, that's quality pitchers, you know, folks, Stevens got a good pitching staff, lots of guys that are returning. You know, you look at Stone King, you know, he's a senior. You look at Darcy, he's a senior. You know, it's got lots of experience, so. It's not like they didn't get, you know, quality pitching against them today, but they just work on showing it up their swing a little bit with two strikes, maybe put the ball in play more and uh, making put some pressure on the defense. We are going to take a little break here. I'll total up some stats, give you your uh, your uh, leading stats for uh, both ball clubs, and then pick a have you pick a player of the ball game here for for Monmouth Roseville, and we'll we'll do that in three minutes. Your final score having an A on one, Monmouth Roseville zero. We'll be back. Welcome back to Sunny Lane Field to put a capper on our first spring sports broadcast of the uh, of the spring sports season here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Monmouth Roseville falls to the Abbey and Avon Tornadoes in their season opener, one to nothing. A Town moves to two and zero on the year, getting a tie one win over Farmington last week at their opener, and then the one nothing win here. So the Titans start their season at zero and one after getting four washed off the board last week for non-conference games, and actually look to have within four four pretty good chances. Four pretty good matchups, good chances to get the win. But those are the ones that always get canceled, the ones that you, you think you have a good, good matchup on paper. Yeah, the one that on paper you have an advantage. Those, those are the ones that seem to always get made out. But you're going to get better in ball games like this, being pitching like this is what's going to make it better in the long run. Final totals for the uh, for both ball clubs. First for the A-Town Tornadoes. They had one run on four hits, no errors, and nine runners left on base. For Monmouth Roseville, no runs on one hit. Uh, error-free, which is good to see for uh, Monmouth Roseville. I think I, yeah, I had them error-free and uh, left six runners on, and five of those six came in fifth, six things when they really put pressure on the A-Town defense. Couldn't quite get that. Uh, couldn't quite get the big hit. That's baseball, man, just the big hit. I mean, there's going to be days where they blew point in and when they don't expect it, but uh, quality pitching from A-Town today. Uh, their kids do lots of strikes. You know, um, Darts came in, struggled a little bit early, but, you know, in the seventh inning, he definitely had his rhythm. But, you know, chain speed's good. They hit low. They didn't, like, groove anything. There's a lot of stuff on the corners today, but good job pitching by them. But good learning experience. You know, young, we talked about that, and uh, bright future for these guys. The winning run came across back in the third inning for A-Town with runners on second and third, a ball four to Parker Stone King. Uh, sailed over the head of Zach Almagar and with that wild pitch brought across Parker Darst. And at the time, I didn't think that was going to be the only round of the ball game, and that's what it ended up. <laughs> you know, early on, early on, you know, it's, you expect, you know, pitchers have an advantage. I thought they did today, too, but I thought both teams played well, you know, early on. Two good ball clubs, and uh, you don't see many one nothing high school baseball games, but today was one of them. Yeah, and I, I enjoy it. I like I like the one nothing game. I'm not one of those guys that like the twelve eleven games. So those can't be fun too. But it's well, a good one nothing game with action. This was a one nothing game well, with it action. Depends if you're a hitter or you're a pitcher. <laughs> it's true. Right? It's very true. <laughs> I was neither. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a bench player, you hate both of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, your your final stat, uh, full mile of throws, the only one that uh, reached the, the hit was Justin Brooks, one for three on the uh, dribble up third baseline that he uh, ended up beating out. For the, the only hit for Mama Rose, four eight down, two for two for Kellen Hook for the walk and the single and the double, and one for four for Parker Darts, one for four for Mika Rodeper. So the uh, top three the hitters for for the eight town tornadoes, four for ten. That's what you want out of your top three guys. That, that's what they're up there for. Get on base, make things happen, and and obviously did a good job today. All right, we just need to name a player of the game for Mama Rose. Who's your player of the game? I'm going to go with C.J. Johnson, his starting pitcher for today. You know, we talked early about the importance of him getting ahead in, in, the, in, the, in the count, having more strikes and balls, striking out more people than he walked. Because last year that number was reversed. And I thought he did a great job. Eight strikeouts, three walks, first game of the year. Um, I thought he got better as the game went on. And uh, I think he deserves it today. I, I concur. So that's going to be our, our player of the game is going to be C.J. Johnson for Monmouth-Roseville. Um, up next for the Titans, they'll be on the road for the next three. They're at West Central on Wednesday. They're at Kiwani on Friday. And then a week from today, they'll be at Riverdale. Then they start a five-game homestand, uh, seeing Riverdale again on March 31st. For the A-Town Tornadoes, they head to uh, Peoria Christian on Thursday, then take part in the Route 41 Classic in Bushnell, playing two games in Bushnell on Saturday uh, for uh, the Route 41 Classic. And then still on the road, a week from today at West Prairie on the 28th and at Rover Williamsfield on Tuesday. And uh, for the uh, ball games for the Route 41 Classic for the Tornadoes, it's going to be Porta. And also, <laughs> and who is it? What is it? Father, Father McGivney. Okay, Father McGivney. Yeah, they, they play a lot of teams around here, actually. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what it is constantly. That's what it is that's constantly. Why, that's why I was bad-mouthing my man. Right. I was sticking this for you. As Coach Dugan is up here, he gave us the team that they're going to play on Saturday for the and Father, forgive me. He says, I say, Father, forgive me quite a bit. So that's, that's what uh, you miss or missed. And that's not that's not apropos for me. That's it. No, no, I, I, I can't believe he would say that about you. Right. All right, it's going to be, uh, I think we've got a, at least no broadcast this week on the PCSN. I think we're picking up a couple next week, but uh, tune in to the sports report. We'll get that all mailed down for you and, and uh, try to get a schedule put together here for spring sports on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. That's the first of uh, of many we're going to work together this year, isn't it, Mr. Weber? Yes, sir. Uh, always enjoy it, uh, especially you got two good teams coming in. Dugan and I are great friends, so it's always nice to sit up here and question everything he does. Uh, but, uh, you know, good ball game. Air Freak, which is huge, yeah. high school-wise, you know, they'll they'll get some live stuff in the batting cage. They'll shorten up some swings, get the ball to play. But, you know, like we talked about, you know, two good ball clubs that I think really have potential to make a uh, deep deep run in the postseason. This is uh, this is your first baseball head coaching stint, am I correct, Coach Dugan? So right now you are tied to the winningest coach in, in uh, IHSA history. At two and zero, at one thousand percent. So all the guy, all the guy does is win. He plays in basketball. He wins in baseball. All he does is all, win. That's all he does. <laughs> all right. Again, your final score is having able to one moment throws zero. That's going to do a sunny lane field. We get back to the uh, back to the station. Thanks to Mark Meyer for producing today's broadcast. Thanks for Scott Weber sitting in with me for this one. And spring sports are all underway here on the PCSN. Till next time, folks. Have a great rest of your evening.